I know this is difficult, Mary. <laughs> and that's why we're here to help, okay? I miss Peter. I miss him so much. Mary, I want you to try to remember what happened 22 years ago on Christmas night in Lowell. That's where we grew up. Yes. Can you tell me what happened that night in Lowell? Nothing happened. Mary, something did happen. That's why we have these sessions to help you remember so you can get better, okay? No. No, I can't remember. Final note. Patient is showing extreme agitation. She is putting her fingers in her mouth. Mary. Mary. Have you seen our doll, Mr. Doctor? Who am I speaking with? Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Apparently we have Neil Pert playing the drum intro now. He's got drums all over the place. <laughs> Air drums for life. Just rock that China symbol all day. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, episode 35. I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And who am I speaking with? Mary. Here's my first one. Five seconds ah. into the fucking episode. Mary. Have you seen my dolly? <laughs> ah. That was a good impression. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's the Buzzkill Podcast. Today, on the show, we're talking about uh, insane asylums. In, insane asylums? In, insane. Like in the membrane? Insane in the membrane. Mm. Insane in the brain! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about insane asylums, which is an incredibly creepy... Like, I, is there any place creepier on Earth than an insane asylum? Um, maybe my bedroom. <laughs> it does get weird. It gets weird in there. I won't bit, go in there bit. anymore. Not since. I mean, the there's incident. just there's just as many straps. There's just as many, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just as many lonely people. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, lots of nut jobs. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Don't step there. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think we pi- we picked uh, we picked four movies this week because we're recording on a Wednesday, yeah. so we had one less day to watch movies. We picked four movies this week, and I think we really... Some we've seen, some we haven't seen. Right. I think we got a pretty, like, just like last week, where we had pretty good diversity in, like, the different... Yeah, and the different types of zombie movies that we watched. This week, we've got a found footage movie, uh, like, an exorcism movie, a straight-up, you know, just crazy people getting loose in an insane Mm -hmm. asylum. So Like, Like actually actually people in an insane asylum, as opposed to, like, the haunting version of it. Yeah, exactly. Most horror movies um, are. So, with that in mind... Uh, this week, Michael picked up from New Holland Brewing Company. I bet you can't guess where New Holland Brewing is. Uh, it's next to old something, right? I was getting at the fact that it's in <laughs> Michigan, because we seem to only drink Michigan beers. Well, which is fine with we're in, us. We're in Michigan, so they're they're they are bountiful. <laughs> they are bountiful. Is, we are is this the twisty. Uh, I don't think so. Did you say what we were drinking? Uh, from New Holland Brewing, we are drinking Mad Hatter Midwest India Pale Ale. Because everybody's a little mad sometimes. 
Mad Hatter's whimsy is celebrated with floral aromatics from an assertive dry hopping and bright hoppy body punctuated with centennial, citra, and Michigan-grown Cascade hops. Ooh, sounds delicious. Mm. Is that three different three different kinds of hops? My three. God. Three, Trace. They're just going all out. My God, that's mad! <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad, sir? Hey. <laughs> all right. Hey, you can open your uh, is this? Do I need to read this, too, or is this just the thing for New Holland? It's know. pretty long. I'm not going to read it. Nobody Someone, wants. Someone's lazy. Nobody wants it. Do you want me? Look at how long that is. Do you want me to read that? I mean, is it about the beer? I think it's about New Holland. Ah, well then, fuck it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, did you you opened yours and not mine? Thanks I did. A lot. Well, you have the actual bottle opener. <laughs> That's no. right, I do. This beer here pairs well with aged cheddars, herb roasted poultry vinaigrettes, and six o'clock. <laughs> 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 Why not 5 o'clock? I don't know. Why not 9 a.m.? <laughs> it's you know times a good time for a beer. I, cha- I challenge that tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'm going to crack one. We'll see if it goes down well. <clears throat> you got to work tomorrow? Have it, have it with my eggs. There you go. Pour it in your eggs. Ooh. Have you ever done that before where you, you make scrambled eggs? And cause do, you, do you put water in your eggs when you cook them? Water or milk. Okay, not milk, everybody, not milk, everybody does, but pour, milk makes it a little bit more fluffy. Water makes it a little bit more dense. I'm telling you, pour like a really hoppy IPA in there. I'm ki- I'm not kidding. Have you ever done it? Have you? Yeah, and it's actually good. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it it tastes like hoppy, and most of it gets burnt off. But there's like a little subtle flavor in there. It's good. And that I tried cooking it, with Jim. I tried it because uh, our because chi- you were out of milk. You're like, well, I got this beer sitting here. I'll just pour this beer in there. No, I, I think, uh, I he's think just, he's just hammered at nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> sitting over his eggs, looks at his beer, looks at his eggs. I got the, I got the, I got the kids all set up with their, you know, their TV babysitter, and I just, uh, I was cooking some fucking eggs, and like, uh, I thought, you know, it's like when you're grilling, you got a beer in your hand, and you're just like, meh, here you go. <laughs> pour what, you splash a little bit yeah. on your steak. Yeah. yeah, it's the same deal. But no, I tried it. How did the kids like the beer eggs? (laughs) They liked them, and they were (laughs) they were very calm the rest of the day, which was nice. Oh, you're not supposed to drink it. I didn't even realize I was doing it. (laughs) No, I think I was talking to our buddy Brian about it, and he's like, "Oh, dude, just pour," you know, because Brian's like his whole life is beer. That's all he ever beer and wine. Yeah, and he's just like, "What if you put the beer in the eggs?" And so I tried it one time, and it was not bad. I feel like. I feel like that would go. That would be best with like a breakfast stout, though something with like a coffee flavor it, to it, maybe. I I you know? can't remember why we specifically decided that a really hoppy beer would. Because Brian thinks he's best. cool because he drinks hoppy beers. Yeah, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> freaking hop slam! <laughs> Don't get me wrong, hop slam is delicious, but come on. Now. All right, let's try this beer. All right. Mike already did because I'll a, pretend. He's a <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Mm. Actually, it's really good. It is really good. It's a mid- I think Midwest India pale. Actually, now that I think of it, we've all had this before, yeah? I never have. Oh, you haven't? I've no? not. Oh, you haven't? No, I okay, so. I think I have. Oh. Pretty sure. We're a cool guy over here. I've had pretty much every beer from Michigan, so no Love big it. deal. Around my parts, we call that alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Around my parts, we call it 9 a.m., buddy. All right. Anyway, do you have any corrections from last uh, week, Michael? I actually have a little bit of a list this week. Oh, okay. I know, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, uh, our buddy Vito 
pointed out to me that we're wrong about the canary thing. We're talking about canaries in the mines. Yeah. And we had said that uh, when they bring them down, that when they started squawking, you knew something was around. Yeah. Well, no, they knew that they knew that they were in dangerous areas when the canary straight died. <laughs> <laughs> they would squawk a little bit in the beginning, but. Before they, like most of the time, it would be dead before they realized it. Because the gas would kill off yes, the canary. Yeah, it would kill it that quickly. The only, the only little thing, animal. The, the only like place I've ever had for reference is when they use them in the the Silent Hill movie. Oh, and movies are hundred percent correct. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I never really knew. Like it, it makes sense that the canary well, it's would the right die. Example though, it's the right example. It's just the, in the real minds yeah. though, with all that methane. Like if they're in a really bad spot, it just pretty much fell over in its cage. Right. So. I think it was more for car- carbon monoxide, wasn't it? Uh, methane and carbon monoxide. Well, methane, it, I guess. Yeah, I guess if it's if it is way more than oxygen, any gas will kill you, let right? Me f- let me fart into a birdcage. That thing will <laughs> be down. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> Tom Savini. Do you have anything about him in your corrections? I don't. All right. Well, you know how you talked about Tom, uh, Tom Savini designed the mask for Callisto. Callisto. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that you know very well, uh, WrestleMania 30 and 31, Triple H came out wearing a, a, a skull crown. He did on one of them, yeah. He only did it one year. But, uh, two, yeah. years. Both, two years. Both of those were also created oh, by Tom Savini and Jason, a, and Jason Baker. One was a skull and one was like a Terminator skull. Yeah, they, were, either, they were two the, different ones, but yeah. Those were both created by uh, wow, Tom Savini and Jason Baker, who's also a visual effects artist. Mm-hmm. and, and uh, Or a special effects artist, rather. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Special effects artists, yeah. I guess I always think of visual effects like uh, um, like CGI and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We should Spe- probably, well, we should special probably know the difference. Special effects, we'll say. <laughs> also, uh, I'm sure that you'll, you're will you very aware of the wrestler Eric Rowan. Yes, I, I thought I knew you were going to mention something about Every it. Every one of his sheep masks was also created by Tom Savini and Every Jason Baker. Every single one. Because the last Since one. Since 2011. Because the newest one that he's had. It was really dumb. Before, it was those really creepy, just animal masks. Yeah. But it was cracked and old and looked really weird. You're talking about the one with the tubes and the, That's, and the glass he just eyes came and out, stuff? He just came out with that like within the last two week and a half. I think that would look stupid, personally. <clears throat> Why don't you call Tom Savini and tell him that you think his work is stupid? I will. I'll be like, your new Jason for Friday the 13th looks stupid, oh, too. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Suck it. I know. I know. All right. What All else right. you got? Um, when ghosts are haunting something and they're on a loop, mm-hmm. it is called a residual haunting. Did you learn that from a movie that we watched this week? No, I actually looked it up before that. <laughs> oh, but okay. I could have gotten it from that. Yeah. Um, um, something else that I realized, too. Yeah. We were talking about, um, 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 oh, my God, mm. uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Yeah. How he was going down there to get the powder because they wanted it for uh, anesthetic in surgeries and whatnot. Anas- anesthetic. Anesthetic. Yeah. Um, he wanted it for the aesthetics, you know, he just <laughs> like to brighten up the room. I realized something though. I realized something. When you're on that powder, yes, it brings your vitals down to nothing, mm-hmm. and it makes you pretty much feel like you're dead. You yeah. pretty much are dead. Right. However, the whole point of that movie though is that you still are aware and feel everything. Hence the tear when the guy's getting buried. I that think would it... be the worst anesthetic ever. You would feel everything you just wouldn't be able to, to I don't say that, anything I, don't, I, I think they actually say in the movie that you don't feel anything i think he was crying because he was aware he was aware of the fact that he was being buried but you're still, even that still though, you're aware too. you're aware of somebody cutting into your body and removing your organs i would not want to be aware of that well i like have you ever have you ever seen like like in a 
uh, like if somebody's having brain surgery or if a woman's having a C-section, they have like a um, a sheet hanging and 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 sectioning off that part of your body. Yeah. So you you're still aware it's happening though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It seems like a bad like idea. if you're having if you're having brain surgery, you have to be awake. Yeah, that'd be awful. Well, I understand that that's, that's just common how they do it. That'd be awful though. Yeah, that would suck. But what are you gonna? If you can't feel anything, what's it matter? I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Seems weird uh, to me. Uh, the, you called 8-Bit eight, eight Amber Ale? It's oh. Pale Ale. Oh, That's oh, just a small my one. My, uh, my, my, la- my sorry. My last <laughs> thing I have to say is you were actually right about the, the et- etymology of the word ambulance. Oh, really? Because we were talking about necroambulus, mm-hmm. which means dead walker. Uh, the word ambulance... Gets its origins from Latin, the the Latin ambulant, which means uh, moving or wa- or walking. <laughs> sorry, and then uh, and then even further down the line, it comes from the French. I don't know how to say this. Hospital ambulant, which means a mobile horse-drawn hospital. Okay. So the word the word the word ambulance actually does come from. I don't remember actually saying anything about this, but I will I will take your word for the fact that I was correct. <laughs> were you drunk? No, I just don't remember talking about you it. You were drunk. No, Michael. Never. <laughs> no, um, last thing. What would your mother think? The last thing that I have is uh, Vito once again texted me, and he texted me Vito, three words. Stop making us look like dipshits. He texted man. us three words. Too many dicks. <laughs> Apparently. Too- we set a record for how many dicks we mentioned last episode. Oh. Challenge accepted, Challenge Vito. accepted, motherfucker. <laughs> Stop being a dick. Yeah. There's not enough dicks, in my opinion. Why don't, you, why don't you shoot that California dick on over, and we'll we'll show you too many dicks, all right? Hey, Jim, uh, Dick, did you hear that thing about... Uh... I dicked him. Oh, you know they're making, uh, they're making a sequel to Dick Tracy? Ah. Uh, you hear that? It's called Dick Tracy. Dick, dick, dick. That's... <laughs> too many dicks on the dance floor. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to something other than dicks for a minute. Uh, well, I... Just for a minute, though. Oh, okay. Well, anything other us... corrections? No. That brings us to the news, Jay. Boom. <laughs> it's the news. Yeah. Damn. It's like some uh, human 808. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the news. All right, what do you got? It's a big week. Well, not really. oh, it's actually it's actually kind of a small week. Yeah, it's actually kind of a light week. Uh, let's start off with some alcohol news. Oh, because that's what we do here. We drink alcohol. Hold um, that thought. <clears throat> Hold that thought. Okay. Is Anheuser spelled right there? Yeah. Oh God, it looks so weird to both me and Jay today. We're drinking these Bud Lights. I'm like, that's not right. Like, that's and a typo. House. <laughs> how do you think? It, how do you I think it's know. spelled? I don't know. I really don't know. We both thought there was an I in it though, and we're thinking this is some Mandela effect shit. Because I swear to God, there was an I in Anheuser. Now that you mention it, <laughs> I, there does seem like there should be an I. In Maybe there. it's because the it's the big bold block lettering, so yeah. it looks different. I don't know, but like I, me and Jay both thought that though. There, there's there you. What happened oh, to the yeah. eye in oh, Anheuser? Yeah. No. Yeah, it does look this weird. This is Mandela shit. We're, we're, we're claiming another one. It lo- it Come looks, on, Anheuser-Busch. I, I think it looks weird just because you're mentioning it. But yeah, well, because you think it's spelled like A-N-H-E-I-S-E-R? Sure. Yeah, no. I. It's Anheuser. Anheuser-Busch. 
Sounds like, you're spe- sounds like you're speaking backwards. And he's her bush. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> speaking of alcohol, uh, Hellboy. There's a Hellboy-themed cinnamon whiskey coming out Ooh. in just a couple couple short days here. It's called Hellboy Hellwater. Hellboy Hellwater. And it's, uh, it's brewed in small batches and 66 proof, and I don't really have much more information than that because I was in a hurry. Made by uh, any one of the big companies? <laughs> huh? Made by one of the major companies out there or just its own thing? I'll look it up while Mike gets to uh, some other news here, but I, I think it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the, because it's, it's actually, uh, for frick's sake, what's the, uh, what's the name of the- I'm looking at you, I have no idea what what's you're the name of the company that has the right, what's the name of the company that has the rights to Hellboy? Oh. Oh, the comic company? Or yeah. The, the, the movie The company? comic company. Um, is it, that's not Image. Shit. Dark Horse? Is it Dark, Dark Horse, Dark yes. Horse. It's okay. Dark Horse, and then they're partnering up with this, uh, distillery. With Dark Horse Brewing from That would from be Marshall, cool. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, <laughs> Marshall, your penis is showing. <laughs> hey, there's another dick mention. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I got something. Are you going? Go ahead. No, go. Oh, I By just mentioned I, I came across that uh, the other day. Stephen King got back at all these clowns that are pissed. That oh, that's right. Were... Last week we mentioned about how Stephen King, You're right. how the clowns were pissed because it is coming back around. Yeah. Right. And they're they're ruining our jobs and our reputations, <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so. and so Stephen King came back on Twitter and he says, the clowns are pissed at me. Sorry, most are great, but... Kids have always been scared of clowns. Don't kill the messengers for the message. <laughs> Did he say sorry? Most are great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, says most. Like that's that's just Gacy. not true. Gacy. <laughs> he was super great. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, that's like that's basically him. That's the very very PC version of "fuck you." You're creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that was. Yeah. Um, we had a clown thing yesterday. We were setting up for our big Easter set. And we're shutting all the lights off in the theater, and the one girl that locks everything up and walks around the corner, and there's a balloon just floating in this room. No. And she screams. And it, it was tied to something, but it was it was just floating around. And in the dark, you see this thing moving, and I'm like, oh, there's probably a clown over there. And she <laughs> just screams and runs. It was awesome. Was it a red balloon? Uh, it, was, it was one of those shiny Mylar Oh, like a Mylar Were there like 99 That's not as scary. Balloons? No, it wasn't scary. Um, so just... No one? Huh? No one. Nine to nine, Goldfinger. You don't speak German. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, the the Hellwater is sixty six point six proof. Six six six. Dark Horse Comics and Prestige Imports LLC will produce the whiskey at Triple X Distillery LLC's two locations in Saverville and Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. Yeah. Triple X uh, distilleries are great. When you when you go to their uh, when you go to their distilleries, there's like these big doors or whatever, and then right above it in quotes it goes, "I live for this shit." Yes, I knew where that was going. <laughs> too I'll long high five of, you for that one. Too long of a setup. No way, no way. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right. Uh, uh, Andrew Divoff <laughs> wants to return for Wishmaster Five. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not that's not to say that Wishmaster Five is in production or anything, but. Uh, he is. He played the uh, the Jin for Wishmaster one and two, okay. and then he was replaced for three and four, which a lot of people think that the series fell off on those. Um, I agree and also disagree. Like I think they're all fun. They're just good. First schlocky. two are better. First yeah. two are well, better. Yeah, yeah. But 
But um, yeah, so he was basically saying that he goes, I want, I'll just, I'll come out and say, he goes, I want to play the gin again one last time. He actually it's wrote a script. It's is he doing? Is he doing anything else? You know what? <laughs> please, please make another wish. Master I don't know. So I can be. That, in that's something. his wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually wrote a script after Wishmaster Two for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it was, excuse me, it was such a big huge elaborate special <clears throat> effects movie it outweighed the entire series really and so obviously it never was did he have a hand like in writing either no, of the other two i don't i don't believe so oh so he just decided to take a crack that at might it, be huh? a correction but i don't believe so yeah, i don't but um well there is a uh there's a new werewolf movie coming out which you know that's not too surprising uh-huh. werewolf movies come out from time to time this one, though, what makes this one special, it's called Bone Hill Road. It will feature all what? Took someone to Bone Hill one time. <laughs> and you <laughs> rode them. <laughs> Dicks! Um, uh, so, you asked for it, Vito. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's called Bone Hill Road. It will feature all practical effects, which is nice. And to, uh, to Mike's... To Mike's uh, absolute delight and pleasure, it will be released on stunning VHS. Oh yes! Oh my God! Oh, bring it to me. I just that's got to was... be that's got to be incredibly expensive, right? To um, to release stuff on VHS now. Well, I don't know how much it costs to to make them. I know that typically speaking, when you buy them, they're you buy the VHS for about thirty bucks. Mm. And I don't know if it's priced that way just because of the novelty of it, and it might very well be. Right. Um, that that being said, too, there's not a lot of places that well, are making that's, them anymore. That's better so. than the old days. You remember when VHS tapes used to, like, when they first, they first came, came out, out, and it was like $100 well, for a VHS up tape? In, up in Bad Axe, where your, where your folks live, yeah, there, is a, there is a, uh, a, a resale shop, or a video rental place, or whatever it was. Maple Lane. Maple Lane, yeah, up in uh, Bad Axe. Yeah. And... Um, we had gone in there one time. They were selling off a lot of their VHS stuff, and I remember they they're, had their labels still on them from what they paid. Mm-hmm. They paid hundreds of dollars for some of these tapes. Yeah, crazy. It's ridiculous. They had a good collection though. And it was weird though. They Lots would charge. Of good they would charge hundreds of dollars for the VHS tapes, yet it was only like like what ten bucks for a bag of bath salts out the back door. <laughs> hey, that's right. They were selling bath salts. This place was like this place was a treasure growing up because it was. It was like CD, like you could buy CDs and cassettes and records. You could buy VHS. You could buy bongs and every, sex toys. Every single millennial just goes, huh? <laughs> what? I don't, v- I don't, VH what? I don't know about seventy-five percent of the words you just said. <laughs> Do you know what I bought from there? What? Abe Lincoln. Oh, did you? Really? <laughs> That's where Abe Lincoln came from. Every time when we, we go on a camping trip every year, and uh, <laughs> Justin always wears this Abe Lincoln hat with an attached beard. And I wake up in the morning wearing a speedo and with a beer in a hand and chop wood with an axe. And we'll throw beers at him and he'll chop him out of the chop yeah, the, them out of the air with a. Best with, part of this is I have an axe. I have pictures of this and they're gonna go. On we have videos the, of the it. Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this this place was like a like a hidden gem up in the thumb of Michigan, and it got shut down because the weirdo that was running the place with his like old ass mom and their creepy little dog that looked like. <laughs> Their dog looked like the this uh, Sumerian rat monkey from <laughs> from, from Dead Alive. <laughs> this dog was so hideous, but they got they got busted for selling bath salts yep. out of the back room of the place, so they shut it down. And now it's like a it's, it's like weird. a used car lot yeah, or something. I don't know, man. It sucks though. 
I wonder I, what happened to all the inventory. What happened to all the bath salts? <laughs> are, are bath salts still a thing? Uh, like it was like a craze for like a couple years. Yeah, you don't like, hear oh, about I'm it. turning into zombies. I'm gonna eat your face. It was like bath salts and spice. I know. I know that the spice companies keep making new shit. You hear about it every now and then. But as far as bath salts go, I haven't heard too much about it. Yeah, recently. it's got to be out there somewhere though. Yeah. Or maybe people realized, hey, maybe I shouldn't take something that might turn me into a cannibal. Is it possible that the entire bath salts market just went down the drain because moms were just buying them, putting them in their <laughs> bath <bathroom>? salts <laughs> went down the drain? <laughs> you should see these new bath bombs I got. They're, they're fantastic. The moms just dumped those kids' bath salts in the water. What a bunch of dicks. Um, <laughs> anyway, God, we, that was a yeah, we're, yep, we're way off track here. So, All right, back to news. Back okay. to news. All right. uh, Cult of Chucky will be the goriest child's play movie ever. Nice. Boom. I mean, would you really expect anything different? Well, yes, considering they've been slight, not, I don't want to use the word tame, but they haven't exactly been the, the, the splatter epics that you associate them with. Yeah. And maybe they never have been. However, you think of Chucky, you think slasher, you think slasher, you think blood and guts, you think blood and guts, you think, the, I don't know. Yeah, like, the, the child's play movies have never been super gory, though. That's exactly like, my point, Like, he kills people in pretty, like, you know, pretty horrifying ways sure. sometimes, but it's never been, like, over the top with the gore. Well, when I think of Chucky, though, I automatically just think of, of slasher, Chucky, knife, blood. Like, right. my mind just goes down that rabbit hole. Uh -huh. And so this one <clears throat> sounds like it's actually going to be that. And I'm very excited for they it. They hinted at it a little bit in Curse of Chucky. A little bit. Like, there was that one death that um, that's, like, coming to mind where he hits a dude in the mouth with an axe and just, like, lops off his whole bottom jaw. Yeah. You remember that part? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they they were hinting at it. So but I'm, that's I'm cool. Excited. I'm excited I'm, for it. I'm more more excited for Call of Chucky the more I hear about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I've been excited since the beginning. But so have I, but it's just, like, usually it's like you'll hear about something and then something will happen. Like, oh, well, this is happening now. And you're like, uh, or, you know. Right. Like, I was all excited about it, and then I saw him. I'm like, uh. <laughs> you just. But you then just you got keep, excited again. Just keep your pants on, will you? <laughs> so, uh. Non-horror related news, but Jay Giles died. Yeah. Infamous rocker Jay Giles. Yeah. yeah. On the same day as uh, Charlie Murphy as well. Oh, Charlie yeah. Murphy. Right. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Jay Giles. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know uh, Jay Giles, you know, love stinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was love Jay Giles. Stinks. That was Jay Giles? Yeah. Oh, my God. I might have been born in the 80s, but I don't know much about 80s uh, music other than cock rock. <laughs> you don't know much of, you know. Well, I do, but I don't. Like, like I know the big ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I was never into a lot of like, the 80s, aside from their, their hits, which aside I, from, I know that song, Aside too. from, like, oh, sure. Wilson Phillips. He was super just, into Wilson Phillips. I do love Wilson Phillips. <laughs> um, so hot. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, last thing I've got here is uh, Netflix announced that they will be releasing 10 episodes of the ha uh, the haunting of hill house um, when i first saw directed this, by mike flanagan when i first saw this i thought that it was a typo and that it was supposed to be the haunting of hell house because there's an old movie called well there's both there's there's a movie is there, is there a hell well, house the, ori the original book is called the haunting of hill house okay and then there is an an original movie called the haunting of hill house and then there's the hell house one Gotcha. I don't know if it's actually called the ha is it called the haunting of Hell House or is it just called like I thought that it was. Um, and then the movie The Haunting was a remake of 
Oh. The Haunting of Hill House. Okay, I did not know that. Actually. So, yeah, so this will be coming out. Uh, I, did they give a release date? I'm not sure. No, I, I did not see this. So. But, uh, Legend of Hill House. Legend of Hell House. Legend yeah. of Hell House. That's it. Yeah, directed by Mike Flanagan though, and I've liked everything that I've seen him do so far. I so completely agree. I can't. I can't see it being bad. Nope. He's one of those guys where as soon as I see his name attached to it, done. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, mm-hmm. like it's like him, Mendez, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Lynch, all those guys. Like it, 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 they just. I like everything they do. They just do it. Uh, okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that we are getting another Piranha movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, it was called Summer of the Piranha. Well, apparently, we have a new name for it. The official name, straight from the horse's mouth, which is Roger Corman. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> is uh, It's called Piranha Japan, Teeth of the Piranha. <sighs> it's, it's very George Corman. Er, George. <laughs> George Corman. George, George Corman. Uh, <laughs> Roger. It's very Roger Corman. Thank Roger. you. Um, uh, another thing I got here is uh, apparently we're getting a comic series. You're going to start reading comics because horror is I'm not killing just, it right now. I'm not comics. just because you just said that. Yeah, well, I don't do anything uh, we're getting, you tell me to do. We're getting a comic series called uh, Tales of Science Fiction from John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. He's not writing it, but he is... Like, producing it i suppose presenting it if you will he, he's overseeing the project he's putting his name on it and cashing a huge check but it's with his <laughs> but it's but it's with his writing partner i think oh okay so there there is a there is a connection to it um but yeah that's exciting there's gonna be three parts to it multiple issues per part yeah it's gonna for run sure. through early 2018 so yeah between, excited for that you're, you're probably right though between that and the uh the leslie vernon comic I'm probably going to have to start picking some stuff up. The Hatchet comics. Oh, the Hatchet comics, Holliston yeah. comics. There's Holliston it's comics? Holliston comics, no. Graphic novels, but yeah. Oh, I'll be damned. Um, okay, so last thing that I have uh, is kind of a fun thing. Uh, a few weeks back, we had mentioned that our uh, good friend of the show, uh, Vito, Vito Pawa. Uh, he Never had, heard of him. He attended <laughs> a screening of Get Out. Yeah. And it was really cool because they went to the screening and then they had this Q&A afterwards that he had had no idea. And there was this after party and this polar stuff, right? Well, last week he was listening to the show and we were talking about the Get Out special features. Mm-hmm. And it talked about the um, it talked about the panel with Chance the Rapper and uh, Jordan Peele and all that stuff. And he calls me and he says... That's the Q&A that I was at. Oh, really? Chance the Rapper hosted the Q&A <laughs> oh, after the screening. I was going to say, what does Chance the Rapper have to he do He just hosted it. it. Okay. And he's probably friends with Jordan Peele or something. Right on. He, uh, he hosted it, and he, Mike <laughs> said that he didn't really know who Chance the Rapper was at the time, mm-hmm. but that's the thing that he was at. And so there's a good possibility that the Buzzkill Podcast's own Vito Power is in the special features of Get Out. He's famous. He made it. He's there. You made it to the He's special there. features of Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> As guy number one out of 500 in the audience. <laughs> We're working our way up. Working our way up. He's probably he's the most handsome redhead in the group, though. It's true. Probably yeah. the only. <laughs> uh, okay, so is, is that all you got? That's it. All right. That's it for the news. Boom! That was the news. You may, I mean, not, not, that that's, uh, not that that's hard to do. But it sounds exactly the same every week. It could almost be like a sample. It is a sample out of my voice, <laughs> James. Sorry. I underestimate your talents sometimes, Jay. So, anyway, this week for the tofu, we watched some... Ah, damn it! 
Shit, Mike. Every it's because I week. Every, it literally is. Why don't you just Let's try this again? Ready? That's it for the boom. That was the news. You know, Jay. It's crazy because I know that that's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, listen. Um, from now on, you just after he does the news, you start because I can never remember that we're supposed to talk about other movies that we watch. Like, so, do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Just do it. Okay. Right now. So this week. <laughs> so this <laughs> week. Boom! That was the news. <laughs> you know, Jay, it's really crazy. <laughs> so this week. Get the dick out of your on mouth. On the tofu, Mike. we're talking about <laughs> asylum movies. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! All right. <laughs> All right, no. I watched something. Okay. Uh, I watched a really endearing movie, actually. Yeah. It's really weird for uh, for us on this horror podcast to watch these kind of endearing movies, but uh, this is it's, it's a movie about a man's uh, he's got a, he's got a medical condition and uh, micro penis. And to help him, uh, it's it's about a man having a medical condition and uh, well, the demon that lives inside of his asshole. <laughs> oh, is this? Uh... <laughs> What the hell? I know what this is called. What is it? Uh, it's called Bad Milo. Bad Milo, yeah. Have you seen it before, though? I never you? finished it. I've only seen like the first third of it, and I loved it. Okay. Never finished it for some reason, so I finished it this week. Well, you know, watch the whole thing. This movie's fucking great. Um, if 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 a demon living in the guy's asshole isn't enough to sell you, <laughs> this movie's probably not for you. I'll, I'll say that right now. Um, but basically, you have a guy who uh, has all these crazy indigestion problems, and he's in the bathroom for like 90 minutes at a time, screaming and hooping and hollering, and the, the whole deal. And then one day, he sounds is... A little, <laughs> sounds, a lot, sounds a lot like me. My wife's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, they made a movie about James. <laughs> is that how Aaron... You might... <laughs> I know Aaron, and that is exactly how she sounds. <laughs> that's That's my impression of her when she's talking shit about me. Anyway, go ahead. So 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 this guy's having all these problems or whatever. His doctor sends him to a a therapist to deal with his 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 indigestion or whatever it is. <clears throat> uh, played by Peter Stormer. Oh, okay. Love Peter Stormer. Am I saying his name right? Stormer? Stor- Stormer St- Stormer Stormer I don't know. Stormer. 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 Peter Peter Stormer. Sure. Let's he's go Russian, with that. Right? I don't know. I think he's Russian. He always plays Russian. He always people, plays so. Russian. I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming he's Russian. Anyway, he's great. He's in the middle of a therapy session, and suddenly, boom! This alien just burrows its way out of his asshole. <laughs> in- <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's fucking oh. hilarious. He ends up naming it Milo, and then he's instructed to bond with this alien demon that lives in his ass. Uh, Peter Stormare is Swedish, by the way. Oh, he's Swedish. Okay. So this is not related to that movie Milo and Stitch. Is this different? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that was Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Okay, <laughs> I think My- you're thinking of Milo and Otis. Otis. Milo and Otis. Okay. <laughs> yes, this is the this is the non Disney movie of Lilo and Stitch. The alien <laughs> lives up the little girl's ass. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Continue with Bad um, Milo, please. Yeah. Anyway, this movie is fantastic. The creature effects in it. It's a monster movie for it's a, it's a horror <laughs> comedy, uh, monster movie. And uh, the monster effects are so good. Milo is so damn cute when he's not like coming out of assholes and eating people. Uh, like he really is. He looks like a fat gizmo with no hair. That's <laughs> with with bigger teeth. He's adorable. It doesn't sound cute at all. You know the beginning of of uh, Men in Black when the in the first movie when the chick's giving birth. And it's an alien baby, and Will Smith is cradling the yeah, alien baby. Yeah, the little octopus baby. And it's got baby. those giant black eyes. Uh-huh. 
Those are the kind of eyes that Milo has, and they're so cute. Yeah, but he's also got a big, ugly mouth full of teeth. Not all the time. When his uh, teeth are closed, it's really cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knock it off. I want one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's it's absurdly funny, and it's it's just it's a good time. What's the name of the lead? The, oh, I'm uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Ken Marino. Yeah, uh, he plays yeah. A guy named, he plays Duncan. Yeah, he's he's funny. Uh, this all, the movie also <clears throat> stars uh, Patrick Warburton. Uh, who is the... Uh, Putty. Well, I know him as Putty. It's Putty, from yeah. From Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, so he's also in it. He plays uh, 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 Ken Marino's boss. Okay. Uh, and he plays the best boss. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Bad Milo. Uh, it came out in 2013. So check it out if you're into demons in asses <laughs> and... <laughs> It, it, good stuff. Sounds <laughs> demon. Sounds sounds right up my alley. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I actually watched something other than the tofu stuff this week. Oh. Yeah. Did you? Did. I watched this movie called The Windmill. Oh, I know exactly uh, what this is. Came out in 2016, so it's a new movie. Uh, it, it, it just it just wait a minute. Pop, you it just had pop- a movie you watched and you still skipped over the segment. Yeah. Deal with it, Mike. <laughs> Boom, that was the news. <laughs> you Take know it from here, James. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how you can... Okay. Uh, so, anyway, um, this was... Uh, uh, it was directed by Nick Jongarius. John, Jer- John Jarius? John Jarius? I don't know. This was his first feature. He was a producer on, like, uh, like Frankenstein's Army. Okay. Which was an awesome movie. A fantastic movie. This movie... Um, it's it starts off where you meet like seven different people, which is I, I like movies like this where you meet like a bunch of different people and then all of their stories kind of converge. It's one of those. Only it's it starts off kind of promising and then it just kind of kind of peters. to me it kind of went south. Yeah, like the I saw I saw a trailer for it a while back. And I was like that looks kind of cool and I saw one of the death scenes and I was like the. The, the kills look really cool. It's really gory. What's it and, about? Um, so these seven people end up on a, a bus tour of uh, windmills in Holland. And oh, we're going to see the windmills in Holland, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so... They go round and round. <laughs> so they end up, you know, like out in the middle of nowhere looking at these things. And then the bus stalls and they have to try and find help. Only when they go out to, like, they see this windmill in the distance. And these old windmills that are still um, still working, they have, like, millers that live in them. You know what I mean? So they think, well, our bus stalled, we'll go cut through the woods, find this miller, see if he can call for help for us. Only it turns out there's like some horrifying person, demon type thing lurking. Windmill of death. The windmill of death. <laughs> and it, it's it's based off of it's based off of folklore. I don't know if this is actual folklore in in Holland or if they made up the folklore for the um for the movie. I didn't really get that far into it. I will say the kills were pretty cool. There was some there was some cool stuff. Uh, a lot of like practical effects mixed with CG. Okay. You know, like you know how you can tell when blood is spilling and it's not practical blood. Yeah. It's like fake, that really kind of weird blood looking. Blood always looks bad. They I, can I they can do it in a way that's where it's like stylistically it's it's meant to look like that and it and it kind of works. And in this, it sort of did. The very first kill. Like, when I saw the very first kill, I was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
uh, I'll just spoil this one. The guy gets the guy gets his legs chopped off. Like he just falls forward and you don't know why. And then you he looks back and his legs are still standing there. And then <laughs> the the creature you can make a lamp out of that. The creature antagonist type thing is wearing clogs. <laughs> like <laughs> like Dutch clogs. But with nails driven into the oh god, like like nails sticking out from yeah. the from the toes. Pin feet. Pin feet, and then he just like stomps the dude's head in. Oh, uh, and it's cool. Like his eyeball pops out and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, this is pretty sweet. This is, this is on point to be something good. As far as the kills go, it was pretty good, but the story was just kind of meh. Yeah. And uh, it's unfor it's unfortunate when you have like really good visuals, but then you have a story that just doesn't hold everything together. Yeah. And I was I was kind of I was I was a little bit preoccupied. I was watching this and and at the same time kind of putting my notes together for tonight and stuff. Yeah. So maybe I need to like completely immerse myself in it. But from what I was watching, I was like I was totally okay with but just it leaving was, it on on the side of the screen. I feel as though that if it was as good as you wanted it to be, though, then you would have shown up with no notes tonight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's one of those things where it's like you lose interest in movies for a reason. Like if yeah. you're watching something and it's holding your interest, you're not doing something else. Yeah. Like you I know? was like I, I would be t I would be typing and I had my headphones in. I was listening to it and I could see it out of the corner of my eye and everything. And then because it was right next to it on the screen, mm -hmm. I would stop and pause for the kills, and then kind of go back to. Well, because I could, you know, I could hear the story, and I was like, the story is just kind of whatever. So, well, this is case in point. Uh, last week, you know, I was I watched the end of Serpent in the Rainbow right before I came here. Mm -hmm. I I had to finish the, the like the second half of it, and I was trying to do my notes and whatnot before I came over. But and you couldn't do your notes. No, I didn't. I you know you know up in my in my my living quarters, I have a desk at one end of my house. And then I have my TV on the other end, though. But I kept finding myself turning around watching the movie. Right. I've seen this movie a million times. Yeah. I was still drawn to it because it's such a good movie, you know. And I just completely just forgot to do the rest of my notes. And I showed up here having to <laughs> having to rush through everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like if it were the kind of movie that would have captivated me in the way that I hoped it was going to, sure. I wouldn't have gotten my notes done. So take that for what it's worth. I'd still suggest, like, go watch it and, and see what you think about it, you know what I mean? But for me, it's, like, not a movie I'm going to be clamoring to rewatch or anything like maybe, that. Maybe I will, Mill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you watch anything else? I got a movie that I wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, we, knew, we knew the topic for doing uh, Insane Asylums this week. I really wanted to see this movie. It was a Michigan-made movie. I've been, I've been pulling 16-hour work days, so I didn't get a chance to, to pull around to watch it. But Sounds um, like That's real... it. I've been working 78 hours a week or a day. God, I fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> Dick. Continue. Um, so, yeah, there's a, the, uh, since being a younger kid, you know, high school days when we'd go investigate abandoned buildings and stuff, there yeah. was this one place in Westland, Michigan, that I've always wanted to explore. This Oh, this was filmed in Michigan, you said? Yes, and uh -huh. it's based around this place that I've always been interested in called Eloise. And oh. it's, it's a huge uh, abandoned insane asylum mm -hmm. that was, uh, I think, uh, back in 1832 was when it was formed. Somewhere, uh, yeah, 1832. It was a 78 building complex complete with its own fire and police departments, train station, post office, and farms. And it closed in 1982. So it's just so small. It was a, it's a, a small city. Yeah, small. It had its own zip code and stuff like that. It, it did have its own zip code. Hey, there are towns with one building that have zip codes. And so, from what I've heard, the people that explored this place, they'd go in there and, and beds and gurneys and all this, uh, you know, straitjackets. Things are just there as if. It was an active place, but it was empty. Like, like pretty much, they closed and they just 
got the got fuck out. out. Like, they didn't clean up anything. You That's hear about weird. police stations like that where they'll leave rec- criminal records behind right. people. They'll leave guns behind. They'll and leave... It's crazy. And, and so at that, they, they made a movie about this place yeah. and filmed it on location at the asylum there. Really? Um, and they it released on February 3rd, 2017. Oh, it's brand and new. So Michigan made... Who's Check in, it out. Who's in it? Anybody? Uh, in this one, we have Chase Crawford, Elijah Dushku, Brandon T. Jackson, a um, bunch of different people in here. So Awesome. Um, it didn't get that great of ratings. It had a 4.5 4. out of 10. Robert Patrick was also in it, wasn't he? I think he was. Yes. Bob, Bob Patrick. Good old Bob. Bob Patrick. Hmm. Good old Bab. It's got, what did you say? Four and a half stars out of 10. It got some bad ratings from people on there, but I, yeah. I, I would... I would I still be interested to see it just because it's, especially since it's homegrown. Oh, yeah. Well, we should definitely look into that for because we're, we're doing a, a Made in Michigan episode Next at some week. point. <laughs> Next week. Should we? Yeah. Maybe. All right. Let's do it. Calling okay. it right now. Calling it. Boom. Michigan Made next week. Cool. Wait for corrections <laughs> next week when we correct ourselves <laughs> that we're not doing Made in Michigan. <laughs> we actually didn't watch any movies at all. Uh, no, that sounds cool, man. I definitely want to check it out. Uh, well, I guess that's it for. I movies. also um. Oh, did you watch something else? Kind of. I finished up the. Uh, this is this is not. I'll be really quick here. Uh, not necessarily horror related, but it's genre sort of in the comic booky sort of world. But I watched Iron Fist, the Netflix series. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> the end. Mike gives it a thumb up. Thumbs up. I've heard a lot of there's like some there's con- a lot of controversy okay, surrounding this. They talk whole thing. about whitewashing and it bothers the fuck out of me because the character was never fucking anything but white to begin with. I okay? read I read an article where they were saying Come uh, on. this was an opportunity to right a wrong and 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 make make but, this white character but the whole point of Iron Fist is the fact that he is kind of a fish out he's of a, water. He's a white American kid that crashes in the in the in the Himalayas, and then he's, and he's raised by the in, monks. He's taken right? in by the monks, and he returns home. Yeah, there's there's. I understand so that when you're, you're an like, American, you can be anything. And I get that. However, that's not the way the story was written. Right. Okay. If uh, anything, okay. if anything, the entire story is written from from the perspective of those cultures. Yeah. So you're being represented a ton. I mean, it's it's I just it's don't definitely get it. true. I've heard, I've you know, like there's there is a like a a severe lack of like Asian hero characters. You know what I mean? Like in 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 all the Marvel movies and stuff like. It's a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a we, Jay just showed a, a a dick pic. Not what not, <laughs> not what you're not what you're thinking, but we'll put it on the Tumblr so that you can see it. Talking to you, Vito. No, there's a I, there's a there's a lack of Asian heroes. You know, like a, Asians are usually portrayed as kind of the the bumbling sidekick. You know. Like if if there are, if there are any, and so I can understand where there's like this outcry for like let's see some let's see some Asian heroes some Asian role models but this but, wasn't I don't think this was the right no don't don't hold on this on on on, on Iron Fist don't sorry. hold that fight against the productions though that are just doing what the source material was written as especially when it's comics like, right the comics are are sort of sacred in the sense that like people want the stories that they're familiar with they right. know them you know <laughs> if if you if, if people want these stories so badly and, and i agree they should be made mm-hmm. then get on the movie studio to stop not casting them in these roles well i saw a lot of i saw a lot of like there was an article with tweets and stuff like that and there was like actually asian people saying i'm asian 
I'm a fan of the Iron Fist comic series, I understand like it's a white character and it's supposed to be a white character. Yeah. Like you can't you can't whole- change it just because a bunch of people are crying about it. Yeah, I don't get it. That being said, though, I like the series. Out of the four series, you know, Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and now Iron Fist, uh-huh. I think it's the weakest. Oh, yeah. But it was still good. So, cool. Yeah, yeah there you go. I Here's need to it. check out all of those, especially <laughs> Daredevil. I've heard so many good well, things about Daredevil, oh, but so I, I haven't even started it two seasons of Daredevil. Yet. Yeah. And then we have, now we have Defenders coming up, which is all four of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I gotta you have a going. lot to catch up on. Yeah. It's this damn podcast. I always have to watch... The movies that I'm... All these <laughs> shitty horror movies. <laughs> this fucking podcast. Speaking of shitty horror movies, let's get into the tofu. All right. All right. So, when talking about asylum movies, most of them, I think that, you know, a lot of them want to take place in abandoned asylums, which leads me to a question. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever broken into and explored an abandoned asylum? Um, I've explored the grounds of two separate asylums, but never gone in the buildings. What about you, Jeff? For me, never have. Just that one dream of uh, visiting Eloise. Yeah, neither have I. I've always wanted to. I feel as though I'd probably just drop every bit of shit in my body into my pants if I ever did it. <laughs> but <laughs> I still want to, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's so creepy. And I've, I've spent time, a lot of time, in, in abandoned buildings and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, like, never in an insane asylum. And I just, I just feel like I would... I would I, I would die. I really do feel like I would die. <laughs> See, I don't think I could do it now, only because of the fact when we were kids and explored uh, explored uh, abandoned places, like the train station in downtown and, and stuff like that. If the cops came, you're a bunch of kids like exploring stuff. Now I'm a 31-year-old 30, male. Right. Man, that's going inside this, that broke into this abandoned building. Right. Has, not, has machine not. guns on them and knives <laughs> and like hey, I'm going to jail like you no, know? yeah absolutely when we got caught when we were kids it was just like oh you kids you know go home yeah, yeah. that's it that's it and now it's like okay go to jail yep so it kind of your new home it kind of <laughs> sucks actually that we can't you can't really do I, you can still do stuff like that we know people who do that kind the, of the stuff the rules still, are nowhere near as lax as they used to be about you it, definitely though, have yeah. to be a, a lot more careful i about still it. feel like a kid at heart like i used to hang out by the elementary school and they would just say go home now it's ooh, why you got your dick out <laughs> <laughs> all right so the, per- <laughs> the first movie we're talking about uh is from 2001 and it's called session nine yes Yes, it is. Uh, directed by Brad Anderson. A little uh, background about this movie is, or the story rather, is tensions rise within an, an asbestos cleaning crew. Asbestos. As asbestos. 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 Uh, <laughs> within an asbestos cleaning crew, as they work in an abandoned mental hospital with a horrific past that seems to be coming back. The cool thing about this is that the setting of it is. The Danvers Mental Hospital in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's a real place. And it was also filmed at the Danvers Mental Hospital. You want to know something about that place? What? They turned that into apartment living, and my girlfriend's (laughs) brother lived there. Oh, are you serious? Are you yeah, yeah, he had an apartment there. It still oh. looked like an old, crazy, scary building. Well, because well, this was this was an, like the way that you were describing Eloise. Like this place was just massive. Yeah, yeah. And I they um they demolished most of it, but I think they kept two of the buildings and turned them into 
residential. He said area. it was kind of creepy and kind of oh, awesome, and he, and he loved it. I don't know if that's I could weird. do it, man. Because you know, just could turn all those buildings or renovate them. Oh, that shit sticks around. Still too much I, stuff. That I went down 100% there. believe in hauntings, so that stuff just. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, and you know it's crazy it's, it's, it's one thing that. it's one thing to be like uh like e- your house your parents house supposedly has this like old lady uh-huh. this sweet old lady not anymore my dad well your, your mom or your dad uh told her to go away or whatever <laughs> go away ghost. go just go away bitch <laughs> <laughs> but it's a completely different monster to to be dealing with a place where there was mental illness and like and people being mistreated and like you know all that just nasty stuff like that's, I'm afraid there's still just, polio on my floor <laughs> you're just you're setting yourself up for like some bad times you yeah. know what i mean i couldn't live in a place like that I don't I don't think, think. i'm not sure I, I i couldn't because even if i heard just the most innocent house creak mm-hmm. i would be freaking out thinking that it was something like, i was like that i would never be able to get that out of my my head you know i was like that when we first moved into our house six years ago, and I knew the, like, I didn't know the people that lived there, but I met him, Marty, the guy who did all the... Fucking <laughs> Marty. Marty. And, <laughs> it, you know, they were very much alive, yet still for the first, like, week that we were in there, just because it's a completely new environment, every little sound that I heard in the oh house, God, I was Marty's like, oh ghost. my God, we're going to die. <laughs> it's Marty's ghost. So to live in a place like this where that had so much history, if I lived there's there, no way. In that asylum, I would I would be the guy that goes down like into the basement. I would yell up through the vents. <laughs> <laughs> and so it echoes through everywhere. That's what I would do. I wouldn't be doing this podcast because I'd be oh, scaring man. people. And then you'd <laughs> die down there. It's so easy to do too. Um. So anyway, Michael, yeah, back what, to the movie. What do you think about this movie? <laughs> Um, I, I was, I, I, I have, I'm conflicted on this movie. I, I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced. And, and, and I think that we might be a little bit, cause I think you feel the same way as me. We might be a little bit of the minority in this, but I, I, I'm not sure that it was made as well as it could have been made. <clears throat> Make sense? Why, why do you say? Uh, I I thought that the pacing was all off. No, I, I did. Like, why did you lump me in with you there? Well, no, I thought I just thought when we had watched this the other night, we watched this one together. I thought that you had felt the same way. Am I mistaken? It definitely. Like when I first watched it, I I first watched it probably back in like I don't know 2005 or something like that. Okay. And it was that was back before I was I, like I was into horror movies, but not as much as I am now. So there was definitely like. S- some of the content was more shocking to me back then. Yeah. Um, and so I watched it. I watched it now, and I was like, yeah, this is not quite as good as I remember it being, but I still liked it. I like the, like I said, I like the idea of it a lot, actually. I think I think that's a very solid idea. Mm-hmm. I just think that you could have caught easily 25 minutes out of that movie. Yeah. It, it, the pacing was, the for me, it was the pacing. That was the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. It was just totally off. It took 50 minutes before anything happened. It was 50 minutes of all setup, which might not be bad. Wrong with that, though. But it might not be bad if the characters were more interesting. Hmm. I thought that the characters were a little bit flat. I thought that the the uh, I don't want to say that the acting was bad, but the delivery of the lines just didn't really. They didn't make you invest. You know what I'm saying? You didn't invest in the characters because it sounded like they were acting. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Fuck you. Well, hold on. David Caruso was in this in yeah. this movie, and you know, if you if you don't know, David Caruso is very famous as as being in uh, 
Shit, what the hell is it? CSI? CSI Miami. Yeah. The guy who... He didn't del- wear any sunglasses in this He movie. delivers... Yeah. Uh, no sunglasses. Doesn't he? Nope. No, he doesn't. He delivers a line in CSI Miami. It's it, the beginning of every single show. He delivers a line, and then he puts his sunglasses on, and then he immediately walks off, off frame. And then you hear the, wow! And so he's just a che- He's got kind of that cheese factor. Yeah. And there's plenty of that in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. The reason I just said fuck you to Mike was because one of the best parts of the entire movie was just this really cheesy... Like, he points at the guy, and it's like the camera's kind of like... It trails up his arm to a tight close-up on his face. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> There's uh, somebody on YouTube actually turned that into a hip-hop song. <laughs> Are you serious? I want to see that. I'll put it on the Tumblr. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like I said, I like the movie a lot. I, I, I like the idea of it. I love the idea of people going crazy. Yeah. Like I said, it's very psychological. It's very, you know, whatever. Um, I dug that. The other thing that I really <clears throat> dug is that we're being introduced to characters. And I there's this one guy that shows up. He's got the world's greatest mullet. And I go, <laughs> his name isn't fucking Warren! <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about, but a uh, little movie called Empire Records from back in 1994, and there was a little, car- little, little kid who stole from the record store, and his name wasn't fucking Warren. And if you've watched the movie, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, he was in this all grown up, and, and, and I was telling James... He's this is Warren all grown up because it's the same fucking character. He acted the exact same way. Like his I think he only has one set of acting chops and he uses it yeah, was, for everything. I was gonna say he's probably not that great of an actor. <laughs> well, oddly sort of... oddly enough, I did look him up. Uh-huh. He's worked consistently has from he? that point on, yeah. yeah. So he's got I, I I've just never seen him in anything other than that one character. Um I thought that was funny, but so yeah, so give a give a more in depth synopsis like what what ha- obviously they they well so so basically it's this uh, hazardous material removal company who are they're putting a bid in on this Danvers hospital mm-hmm. because there's a company that wants to come in and turn it into uh, what did they want to turn it I into I forget what I forget what they were turning it into but they were on a timetable though was it apartments I don't know it might have been apartments I, they were trying to turn the building into something else and and. Uh, so they were bidding for this job. They end up getting the job, and they and they basically like, they say we'll do it in this amount of time, we'll which do is it, almost well, impossible. Basically, it's a it's a three week job. They could maybe do it in two weeks, but they won the bid by saying they'll do it in, in a week. one week. Yeah. So it, the whole which, crew is all on edge because they have to work like triple time to get this done. Which is funny because when you watch the movie, none of them work. They really don't do a whole <laughs> lot of working at all. None of them. <laughs> They're always going off, doing their other thing. They're talking. They're going out for smoke breaks. Well, and to me, part of that, I think, has to do with the effect that the place has on them. Like, there's the character, Mike, uh, who, he's the guy who um, keeps going down to the basement to listen to these tapes. Which you heard at the beginning of the episode. Right, that that's what you heard. So, so the the title, Session 9, is, uh, it's talking about... Um, this guy finds these old like reel to reel tapes and it's nine separate sessions with this with this woman uh, named uh, Mary Hobbs I think her name was and the doctor's talking to this woman and she's got three very distinct different like, personalities mul- like separate personalities but he's trying to get her to bring out this fourth one because the fourth one is the one who did something bad a long time ago 
So it's like Mike, the character Mike, keeps going down to the basement, finding excuses to go down to the basement so that he can continue listening to these tapes. And uh, I something something I think shocked me more like back then, back when I watched it before, that I don't really think you like got to you so much was. Um, just the first of all the idea of multiple personalities is creepy sure but like actually hearing it happen like hearing those separate voices come out of the person and then at the end when you finally hear that character yeah the last one like when i watched it by myself a long time ago i you finally hear that character and i was just like holy shit like that's not natural you know what i mean the problem is I didn't notice it when I, or I didn't remember it from my first time viewing it, but this time around, that that character actually talks to other people throughout the movie. Uh, like how so? Like you actually, like there's there's one guy who you kind of get the sense that he's kind of losing it the entire time, and he keeps hearing a voice, like a, just a, a disembodied voice, and you don't uh, know where it's coming is from. It the, is it the, hello, Gordon? Yes. Yes. And, 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 and so... I was confused for a second, but I'm catching back up here. Right. Yeah. So, like, that kind of takes away, f- takes away from the effect for me a little bit. Like, if, yeah. you, if you just never would have heard that voice, and then right at the end you hear that voice, it would be I, more scary in that scenario. But I understand why they kept doing that, because the whole idea is that this... Uh, other entity is like something that lives within all of us. Yeah, and it's, it's just, not so much. It's, a, it's, it's not it's, so much a personality of the girl. It's just like she was maybe a host for it. Yeah, like it's something that lives inside the walls there. What well, or maybe? Or... No, I was the. I got more like it's it's something that like um, everyone had it like everyone has the potential to be evil. Be yeah. It's just whether or not your spirit is broke enough, broken enough to let it in. You know what I mean? Oh, so maybe yeah. it is actually like like whether it's whether it's something with the mind or whether it's actually some like real entity. It it doesn't really matter. It's just it yeah. has to do with the person who's experiencing it, and if their spirit is broken down enough to let it out or let it in, whichever way you're looking at it. If you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm get, what I'm getting at. Because I'm, I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to give anything away. But I feel as though when you hear the line "Hello, Gordon," yeah, that's when the movie kicks off. Like that right there is a turning point in in the movie, right? As far as everything that comes after it, would you disagree? Uh no no that's that's about right. I think right. that's that's a jumping off point, especially when you know the ending. Yeah. That's 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 a good jumping off point, I think. Um. Um. No, this this was actually apparently based off of a real murder that happened. There was um. Um, in uh in the 1990s, there was a man who supposedly killed his wife after she accidentally burnt his dinner, and then he cut out her heart and her lungs and put them in a in his backyard on a stake. Seems a little bit excessive. Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Janet! Wait, hold on. Is that from Rocky Horror? <laughs> yes, it is. Wow, Rocky Horror just took on a whole new meaning to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty heavy. Like, I so when when I read about it and I found out a little bit more about the backstory and and the fact that it was actually filmed at Danvers and stuff, mm-hmm. like it's pretty cool. 
but it's well, it's definitely it's not a perfect movie. There's it's got a lot of flaws. But one of the things that I read too though is that all of the set dressings in the entire place mm-hmm. are all things they found inside the insane asylum. Like what we were they talking about earlier. Like they you can just show up and nothing. They That's move incredible. things around to you know to do that or whatever, but everything there was there with the exception of like one or two rooms. There was like, like the hydrotherapy tub. They brought they, it, yeah. They, they brought, brought the tub in. in and they brought there was something else they brought in, but like one other thing, yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy like everything. And it, it, this brings me back to I think when we were watching this, I looked at you and I said, I could have totally made this movie at St. Martin's. Now, St. Martin's, because not everybody, nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, I, I work for a, a church in Detroit, and we used to caretake for this old abandoned church down in like the heart of Detroit. Oh, it was so creepy. And uh, it was it had a, it had a full like 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 forty or fifty, maybe not forty or fifty, like probably a th- thirty, although thirty thirty room convent that was attached to it for all the nuns and the priests and everything yeah. else. Then you had full living quarters. You had the full giant cathedral style church. And then there were schools attached. It was a massive property. Yeah. And uh, the way that they shot this movie though, mm-hmm. I could have totally filmed a movie like this at this church and it would have looked in Pretty some much ways the same. the same, if not creepier because yeah. there was way more, there was a basement in that place that well, was the creepiest thing in the world. Well, because they really, yeah, that is oh, absolutely, that place I would made love me to go to this place sometime. Well, I, uh, I will I say they this. they tore it down, didn't they? they? Uh, no, we sold it to a Chinese guy. Oh. But, <laughs> okay. yeah, long story. New restaurant? We, we know, <laughs> we don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, we did film, though, not, I'm not plugging this by any means, but we did film a movie there, uh, that zombie apocalypse redemption movie that we talked about mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie. However, we it filmed it there movie. and you can see the church though in all of its bad and good glory. And it's, it's creepy. It's a fucking creepy ass place. Yeah. We also filmed, uh, um, the anthology movie that I made. Uh, uh, why can't I think of what's called? I love you to death. Nope. Oh, um, Anthology of Terror. Antho- yeah. We filmed that there as well. And that one actually has that shows a lot more of the creepiness of it. You did a music video there, too. We did a music video there, too. Yeah, we filmed a lot there. But yeah. We did use it quite a bit. You never you never went there? No. Yeah, that place was I'll see, amazing. I'll see if I can so find creepy. that video and link it. I don't know if it's online or not. But should see if you can get a hold of somebody and see if you can get us in there again. It, it's owned by a rich Chinese guy that probably wanted to send his kids to school here. Because once you own a certain amount of equity in the States... It, there's some weird thing where you can send your kids to school here or something. It's yes. like a weird loophole, and that's why a lot of properties get bought and then nothing happens to them. Really? Huh. Yeah, I know. Huh. That it, I, and they're not all like that, obviously. But the vibes that we got from the guy, it seemed mm-hmm. like he wasn't interested in the property as much as it was the ownership of the property. So it may just sit sense. there in the same state that it is. Oh, it is. No, no. It, yeah. We sold it a couple of years ago. And you still it have is, keys? No. <laughs> if he still lives in China, then. It's completely dilapidated. They, they, when we had it, it was we kept it looking decent, at least from the outside. Yeah. And now the windows are broken out. It's been broken into a thousand times. Like it's, it's not. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So uh, the second movie. Okay. Okay. Before we get to the second movie, oh, sorry. Okay. While we were watching Session Nine, I not had, moving on. I had a thought. I said this movie because of the pacing and all those issues that I thought that it had, I said, this movie would benefit from a remake. It would benefit from somebody taking this idea and giving a polish to it and giving it that, you know, even even the even though I don't care for all of them, it, it would benefit from that Hollywood remake look to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the same way that, like, The Hills Have Eyes did for the original, both of them are great, but it, it updated it and it was good, you know? Um, the Friday the 13th remake, very similar. And it brought me 
while I was watching that, I don't know if I told you this at the time, but the person that I had in mind, being that I was thinking of those two movies, was a guy named Marcus Nispel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I and you can and, and I'm not making this up. You can ask my roommates. I well, told you, you this. You went to him because he's the only person who pretty much only does. He, he does. He does. <laughs> but I was thinking of that style, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take this old property and you update it. Mm. And it's still creepy, but it's got that really dark, dank look to it. Mm. That's what that's what I felt that movie really needed. It was more of that atmosphere. And so it's ironic that the next movie that we watched, and I did not even know this. I, I swear to you, I didn't know this. The next movie we're talking about, Exeter, mm-hmm. is directed by Marcus Nispel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is the movie that I wanted to see. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this movie. I, I didn't like it at all. All right. Well, first, before we uh, get get yeah. in on Mike hating this movie. Hate's a strong word. Well, so you li- but you liked it better than Session 9. I liked, um, you know what? We'll get there. Yeah. Let me stew on this. Okay, so this was directed, Exeter was directed uh, in 20, it came out in 2015. It was directed by Marcus Nispel, like he said. He's the... Uh, He's known for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Friday the 13th remake. The, the Conan the Barbarian Conan remake. the Barbarian, Pathfinder. But this was his first non-remake yeah. or non-adaptation movie. Which basically means that he was smart. He took the Hollywood money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he's probably fine now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this is about a group of teenagers who accidentally release an evil spirit that starts to possess them one by one. That's, uh, that's a bit vague. Very vague. Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, so they have. There's this kid who works at this. Uh, he like he kind of volunteers with the with the church who are currently fixing up this uh, old insane asylum. Mm-hmm. For I, what were they going to turn it into a school, a boarding school, or something? I forget what they were going to turn it into, but they were working on basically getting it up to snuff to where they could renovate it to to do something with it. Yeah, they were right. fixing it up. But then his friends decide they're going to throw a massive party there. Not just a party. Party of the century, like, rager party. Yeah, a rager. Did you ever have any of those when you were growing up? Did you ever go to any of those kind of, like, big parties in abandoned buildings or down in, like, the mines? I mean, you live in Bad Axe. There's mines there, right? <laughs> no, there's barns. Oh, barns. Close enough. I've been to barn parties, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I've yeah, I've been to, like, some, some parties that have gotten kind of out of hand, but... I don't know. Nothing nothing this crazy where kids are doing like PCP and LSD yeah. and shrooms and Vicodin and Oxycontin. All, all this at shit the same the time. Well, literally, they were doing like they talk about how they're doing it all at the same time in this movie. Um, why have you? I, I, no, I, no, I never have. Have you? No, I mean, I've been to college frat parties, you know, when I was going to Central Michigan, but a couple on occasion that were like, you know, Three, four hundred people and live DJs with professional light shows and sound systems in their backyard and just a sea of just dicks. a crazy party, yeah. So no, no, <laughs> no hauntings, just a lot of. But date as far rapes. as ragers, you know, like like the crazy <laughs> no, ragers, bad. I, I mean, I got a rager right now, but you know, <laughs> oh, like <laughs> dick joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but no. Not in um, games. I feel like what I said and what you just said really did not mix very well no. <laughs> at all. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to apologize for that. Um, That's for Vito. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. So so this kid, he he kind of agrees, even though he's he's working alongside the the priest, played by Stephen Lang. Stephen fucking Lang, right? Um, so good. De- he's definitely. He not- was the best part of this movie. I will say he's- that. 
Really? I th- I love. He it. was in the movie for a total of like fifteen minutes. But his scenes were the best scenes. Mm, I don't know. I think so. At least. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, he's he's working alongside this uh, this priest to fix this place up. They have this rager. Uh, a group of what five or six of them is left. Uh, something like that, yeah. Uh, kind of like after partying, after the sun comes up, they're just still hanging out, doing think, drugs and all. It doesn't matter. I think seven. Um, and so uh, they 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 start to find they start snooping around and they're finding files uh, from like old patients that used to be there and stuff. It's kind of weird how this all plays out. Very because it, conveniently, I Exactly, might yeah. Like, very... Well, it, I, it seemed like it at the time, but then it almost, like, once you get to the end and figure out what's really going on, it's... The convenience is on it, purpose. It, it is explained a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It is. So they start finding out about this patient that was there who seemed to have these, like, dark, demonic powers. Uh-huh. Who could move Almost stuff like with pos- their mind like and yeah, like, like they were like, possessed yeah. and and doing horrible things, and it kind of goes from there. They uh, they do light as a feather, stiff as a board. They do, and then uh, Which we've recently learned that it works. Uh, baby Jason Muse gets possessed. <laughs> baby J Muse. Did they're, you think the yes. same thing? Oh God! The this kid... little this little kid in this movie is a, a character named Rory. He's essentially just Jason Muse when he was about fourteen years he old. He really is. Like, if you watch Clerks. Which is Jason Mewes as young as youngest? Mm-hmm. Like just watch that, and you can absolutely see him just a few years younger, like when he's fourteen or so. Uh-huh. It's him. Yeah. Like he, he, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Not only looks like him, he acts, acts like, like him. him. He talks like yeah. him. Almost to the point where it's like, I want you to act like Jason Mewes. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the case, but. It's, it's yeah. It was. It was. It was almost distracting. It was kind of distracting so yeah. much. Yeah. I don't know. It was almost like, uh, what was the Friday the 13th movie? Um, uh, Friday the 13th? No, no, no. The one that had the, the Jason-type character in it. Uh, it was uh, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. In Freddy vs. Jason, there's a Jason Mewes-type character. He oh, wears a beanie, yeah, he's got yeah, the long yeah. hair, total pothead. Like, right. it's exactly what he was supposed to be. Speaking of which... Speaking which of... was also distracting in that movie, too, though, because it's like, come on. Speaking of pothead, like, this, this movie had, like, all your very typical type characters it, like every there was, trope that you can imagine yeah there was the pothead there was like the angry dumb jock who just like called people names all the time there was the i don't know there, there was there was there was like the, the the overweight unpopular kid sort of there was a lot okay so it in this episode i'm going to talk a lot about people who look like other people because <laughs> in this movie there was three there was baby jason baby jason muse mm-hmm. The lead, the lead character. I couldn't stop thinking that he looked and like talked like Ryan Lochte, the Olympian swimmer. The swimmer. <laughs> yeah, that like the guy who said that he got robbed at gunpoint okay. this summer at the okay. Olympic. Like he total jackass. But he looked and talked just like him. And then the uh, the the big guy with the glasses. Like he just reminded me of Clark Duke. Clark Duke. Clark Duke is, uh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, yeah. He's like the, you know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't know. Those were all kind of distracting to me. Yeah. They were, they... But the the thing is, like, they, like, this movie went from, uh, zero to a hundred within the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. It really did. Like, somebody's possessed within fifteen minutes of the movie. And they don't even, they don't even, like, they don't even think about, like, 
they just go, oh my god, he's he's possessed. Look at his eyes, he's possessed. Like, they don't jump to, maybe the kid's been doing PCP all night. Which, because which I think all of was. you have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they just go, he's possessed. That's obviously what's going on. It, it seemed like, what's funny is this movie was decent, Did- decently long. It seemed like... But there was no depth to the characters, though. Right. They didn't take any time to make you care about the characters. Everything seemed very convenient and very deliberate. Like right. They, like, it, it was like nothing happened for any other reason than it was furthering the story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I personally didn't give a damn about any of the characters. No, not at all. Not like, at all. I was just like, well, just kill them all. I don't care. Not at all. <laughs> you know? And, like, I... I wouldn't say this about many movies because in most movies it's like not most movies but like in in a lot of movies you go you could have trimmed like well you said it about session nine you could have trimmed like 30 minutes out of this movie this movie would have actually probably been served better adding about a half hour to it i agree to actually be able to like out a half an hour but also adding like honestly i feel as though there was there was a very misplaced chunk of this movie like what like, well, just just in the fact that there's a lot of scenes that were just doing the same thing over and over when mm-hmm. you get into the possession stuff or whatever. Like, they, they do a lot of the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. Cut some of that out. Yeah. Tighten that up. Give some more character development in the beginning. And you would have been better. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I don't know. It... I, it didn't it's, work it's, for me. It started, and the fact it started that, off really, like, as a group of friends, I thought their banter and stuff started off really natural. I was like, this is going to be a good movie because this really seems like a just a group of friends, like, hanging out and bullshitting with each other and yeah. stuff. But then at, as the movie wore on, that kind of fell off, and I don't know. It the just, other The other issue that I had with it is that you have horror movies, mm-hmm. you have comedies, and you have horror comedies. Yeah. Three very distinct types of movies Mm -hmm. right yeah this movie did not fit in any of them it didn't know what it wanted to be it had a bit of an identity crisis yeah it was it was there was parts where they were trying to be deliberately funny Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really all that funny and it came at really bad times and none of the horror and comedy elements gelled Ever. Some of and them go, did. S- some, but not enough to really make it work. Yeah. You know, so you're stuck with a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know where it fits in in the spectrum of this, and it ends up being a little bit awkward. Well, the com- yeah, like the comedy would be, I don't know, like I, I I don't think it's wrong to have like a comedic character who injects their comedy into parts that are supposed oh, to be horrific. Like there that's was totally fine. There was the part where the kid uh, stabs the big guy with a spoon. And you almost miss his line because there's so much other commotion going on, but he's like, that little shit just stabbed me with a fucking spoon. And you hear that part, and then there's like demonic screaming and stuff, and he goes, how does that even happen? (laughs) I was like, that's pretty funny, but it's it's like so in the background that you almost don't even hear it. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Was there anything that you really, was there any, I mean, obviously there were some redeeming qualities to this movie. Oh, sure, what, sure. what did you actually like about it? Well, you had mentioned before that there's no characters that, or we both mentioned before, that there's really no characters that we felt sympathy for. And I will say this, I, one of the reasons that I said that Robert Lang was my, or Stephen Lang, Stephen rather, Lang. was my, was my favorite character is because I actually did care about him at the end. In the beginning, not so much because he's sort of enigmatic a little yeah. bit. However, at the end, once you get a grasp as to what's going on and you realize what's going on, you realize, oh God, oh oh no, I care about this guy now. Right. Like he he is the one character that that I do actually give a shit about at the end. 
Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's. Did you stick? Did you? Did you watch after the credits? Yes. Okay, you did. Yeah. I typically we watch this on Netflix, and uh-huh. typically speaking, Netflix will stop halfway through the credits to try to go to something else, and I always forget to go to the end. Well, when I saw when when the movie when the movie faded to black, and I saw that there was still six minutes left, I was like, "There's got to be something at the end." Because credits, yeah, that's true. Credits are especially for an independent movie, which I think this was, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, their credits aren't six minutes long, so I knew that there's yeah. something. Unless at the they're end. really trying to pad runtime, which they do sometimes. Oh. Because they have to cut a lot out of a movie, they'll pad those credits like crazy just to right. get like a ninety-minute runtime or whatever. Um, so you asked me if there's parts about it that I that I liked. Yeah. I can tell you other parts that I didn't like. Uh, okay. Let's do that, because I got a like, few... <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't mean to trash on this movie, and I'm not trying to, because it wasn't the worst movie ever. It's just... It was irksome. No, it was... I, it like, did. I was actually entertained by the movie, but I was, the, I was also thinking, like, there, there's, there's so much kind of wrong with it, too. So many missed opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that really got to me was there's a part in the movie where they're they're running around, that then they realize that their friends are possessed, and that this place is... there's some sort of spirit or deity or something in the air. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they create their own Ouija board. Yeah. Which I'm not sure you can actually do that, but yeah. whatever. You no, can. you can. Okay. Yeah. okay. So they create their own Ouija board. So you have yes, no, numbers, letters. People know what a Ouija board looks yeah. like. <laughs> My point is, though, why did they write at the bottom of it, fuck you, and then at the top, blow me? Because <laughs> they were dickhead kids i don't know it just doesn't make sense i didn't even it's, notice that yes it, no. if you look at the ouija board it cl- they they take the time they, to yeah, carve yeah, into this car- board fuck you and then at the top blow me in the midst of their friend dying yeah and other people like getting killed it, yeah that doesn't it make any just, sense it's one of those things where i look at it and i go who made that decision yeah and and why did they think that this enriched the story like oh maybe this will be a little easter egg but it's dumb i had (laughs) i had some stuff like that too like uh there at one point one of the one of the characters does the the uh uh infamous crab walk you know like from from there was so many exorcist Exorcist. tropes in this too so many well the thing is i shouldn't should i say she whatever i just spoiled it she is doing it when nobody else is around, that's not really the like the point of, to me the point of a of a demon doing that like like in The Exorcist the reason that uh, Pazuzu did that, she did it down the stairs, uh, in front of people and it was and it was a way of the demon showing that like I have complete control sure. over this human body, and there's nothing that they can do about it. It was like a show of power. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense for a demon to just be crab walking down the hall for no damn reason. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, another exorcist trope that they did, and this is this is not just the exorcist. They do this in a lot of movies. Uh, however, they did the the infamous oh the the walls are shaking and the crucifix flips upside down. Oh like, yeah. And and you know my first thought. Oh, is they with, do that in a lot of they movies. They do. You know my first thought is though, and this has nothing to do with anything other than it's it seems weird. Who puts a cross on the wall? And uses more than one screw that sits right in the middle. No one. <laughs> Nobody puts a screw at the well, bottom of the cross. In this movie, it was actually kind of explained because they said they were talking about the character who resided in that in that room, and they said, "Why would he have 
a cross on the wall. Everything in this room fits except for that. Why is that there? And then it flips upside down because it's only held by one screw at the bottom. Okay, still it doesn't That character sense. wanted them to find the thing the the thing that it had hidden behind the cross. Oh, that's true, I suppose. So it purposely hung the cross that way. Um yeah, I don't know. We don't have to say too much yeah. about this movie. <laughs> We've already said a lot. Probably spent too much time on it. But yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. Like I I I definitely don't think people should listen to this and say, "Well, fuck that. I'm not going to watch this movie." No, cuz you should definitely watch it. Like there was I we're kind of only focusing on the bad, unfortunately. Like there were it was like it it was entertaining for for the most part. I feel like we're really trying to find a way to say this movie was good when neither of us liked it. I didn't hate, I mean, I, are, I let's didn't be honest I didn't, with ourselves. I didn't hate this movie. I really didn't. Okay. It's just there was so much of it that kind of made me roll my eyes though. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I I think that I I think that I dislike it. I'll go in the dislike camp. I dislike this movie. I will say that because it could have been so much better. And coming from a director that has has done fantastic movies, granted remakes or adaptations. Not but, to mention Jason Bloom was an executive producer on it. Yeah, I you know I, these are guys. Just, these are guys who. It just fell flat for the pedigree that it had. Yeah, it really did, and, and it's and it's a bit disappointing. <clears throat> well, um, let's let's move on to another movie then. All right, what are we doing? <laughs> Exeter, go watch it. Actually, watch it and let us know what you think about it. Yeah, I, I would love to hear somebody else. If you want to just tell us that we're uh, stupid and we this. know what we're talking about, go ahead. Also, I didn't mention this when we first started, but I but I wanted to ask this question. Yeah. James just pulled a knife on me. That's right, I just did. Whoa. Because we're supposed to be moving <laughs> on. What? If any of you, we were talking before, if, if any of us have ever had uh, gone through old insane asylums, had stories or whatever. Yeah. I want to know if anybody else has done that and they have stories. Tell us your stories. Oh, yeah, Creep for me sure. out. Make me stay up at night. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which goes into our next movie because and if and if they're cool enough, we'll tell them on the air. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of telling me stories that made me stay up at night, Grave Encounters. Grave next Encounters. Movie. I watched this movie at the most, um, the best time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I just tried to I just tried to be creepy and go Grave Encounters, <laughs> except for my voice cracked because I'm a <laughs> Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. <laughs> piece of shit. So, okay, Grave, Grave Encounters. Encounters from 2011. What do you got? Directed by the Vicious Brothers. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the Viscous Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we should call ourselves if we ever start making movies. We're the Viscous Brothers. <laughs> Gross. Ew. <laughs> okay. We're going to make our debut movies going down on the dead. <laughs> Oh hey, uh, can you uh, Mad Hatter grabber on me another? I right, fuck that. That up. was a bad one. Mad Hatter grabber me a beer. Mad Hatter grabber. <laughs> yeah. There you go, pal. Um, can you open it for me though? Oh sure. Cool. Um, uh, okay, so Grave Encounters, uh, directed by the Vicious Brothers from 2011. This is a found footage movie. Yeah. We all know how much the two of us hate found footage movies. Oh, just hate it. Just, just the worst. We're, um, we're being facetious. We love found footage movies. This is a, this is a movie about uh, you, in the very beginning of the flick, you have this guy talking who is like the producer of a television show, and he's basically saying how this is footage that was edited only for time. It was sent to us by uh, a TV show that we were producing, and hey, so this, this is, is what happened. Edited down from seventy six hours of raw footage. Yeah. Nothing else was done to it. Just edited for time. Yes. Which yes. I have, I take issue with that, and I'll get to that 
when, while we're watching it. Okay. Not necessarily a bad thing. I like the movie. Not, so I'm not saying it's not a detriment, but. Yeah. Um, so I watched this movie, though. So found footage movie. They go into asylum. They want to prove that it's haunted. It's your typical ghost hunters type fare, right? Yeah. Um, I loved this movie because I watched it. I started it at midnight on a rainy, thunderstormy night the other night. Mm-hmm. And it could not have been the more perfect way to watch this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Could not have been more perfect. Um, you know how you know how I told you I was watching it in bits and pieces, and you're like, "Well, I've seen this movie before." Sure. But I said, "Yeah, I've been watching it in bits and pieces all day, like when I could, you know, 10, 15 minutes here or there." And you said, "I feel like you're gonna miss some of the atmosphere." I was like, "Well, I've seen it before." But then later that night, I just started it over. Oh, and, did you? Right? Yeah, I went back and just rewatched it. <laughs> was it better? Uh, yeah. Watching it like yeah, absolutely. Well, because at that point too, it was dark out, and I, you know, that's like it's the kind of movie too where you can't really watch it. In my opinion, you can't really watch it in parts because you need to get. It's like that whole timeline needs to kind of flow into each other. Right. It's almost a, a descent into madness and the fact that they're going crazy because of everything that's happening. Yeah. And if you watch it in bits and pieces, you're kind of missing on that that journey right but um so yeah so group of uh group of uh paranormal investigators they go into this insane asylum that is said to be haunted and you're basically following them on their uh you know they set up their cameras they do the whole deal if you've seen ghost hunters or or paranormal uh paranormal investigation what in 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 we hunt ghosts the tv show <laughs> whatever show falls underneath that umbrella i used to or taps Tap, uh, no, yeah. taps was ghost taps hunters. Was, huh taps was ghost hunters oh that wasn't actually yeah. a show it, it started oh. off as rotor rooters and then it turned into taps <laughs> okay i actually used to watch ghost hunters we actually watched the first two seasons when we lived in that's the right yeah team. that's right we did and those first two seasons of ghost hunters are wow yeah fantastic yeah absolutely um Anyway, so so it goes through their setup or whatever, and it actually shows them faking things, and it shows them going through the motions of making a TV show. I was going to say that, like, like people who are actually in the, like, ghost hunting business and stuff probably watch this, like, if they see this movie, they're probably like, fuck you. Because... But then it got real, the, though. So it well, was kind of like they got their comeuppance a little bit. You but know? they're on at this point. At this point in the in the movie in their history, they're uh, they're filming the sixth episode in their season. Yeah. But you get the very real sense that every episode before that was just kind of, you know, they just threw it, threw it together to make it look scary and to even, make it look. They, they, they even say complete, we've done six episodes, we haven't seen anything. Right. You know? They're complete. So what are they talking they're about? They're complete frauds, then? basically. But they'll set up situations to make it look scarier than it. Like at one point in in this movie, when they're filming the sixth episode, they. They go to ask a gardener outside of the insane asylum, like, hey, oh, man, have he you ever seen anything? He hardly speaks any English. He doesn't English. want anything to do with it. Doesn't want anything to do with it. They ask him, have you ever seen anything creepy here? And he says no. And then they're like, okay, cut, cut. But the girl keeps, she films everything. Sure. So she's got tons and tons of footage. And then you see the guy, uh, Lance Preston, who is the, the host of the show, saying hey why don't you just make something up for the camera yeah they got some petty cash they give them they give them some money oh, hey justin's they, back hey, Jay. hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
So that's why I said like real ghost hunters probably see this stuff. They're like, "Fuck you, man!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're actually out here doing this stuff. What I but... did love, I was annoyed at first because I thought the main guy, the mm-hmm. guy, the host of the show, I'm like, this guy's awful. Like he is a terrible actor. But he's supposed to be. I I realized that about halfway through when shit starts getting real, I realized, oh, he was really putting on. Oh, you didn't realize that, well, like. I knew that he was putting it on a little bit, but I thought that even that acting was bad until I realized how overblown the acting was supposed to be. Right. You know, like... Because he'll do stuff like, uh... He'll, like, really corny and stuff. And this was the story of the haunted asylum. Right, like, like the, they're wa- <laughs> they're walking up to the asylum and, and somebody spray-painted Death Awaits on, yeah. the, on the door. And it doesn't look scary at Not, all. No. But he, he walks up to it and he goes, uh, Death Awaits. And then he looks at the camera really dramatically go- and goes... I guess we'll find out. And then they're they're like, that kind of looks cheesy. And he's like, no, man, we'll just you do it in slow motion, put some music on it. Everything looks creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know? he, he had a radio voice, if you will. Right, like, yeah. like, you know, that, that voice that you put on just a who. <laughs> he was, he, that guy, this, I don't know if it's this character or this actor, he would be completely interchangeable with Johnny Knoxville. Oh, my God, you're right. I he didn't looks, realize that. He looks right. a little bit like him, and his voice is exactly the same. It's hilarious. Mm. Like, you could have had Knoxville in that role. But he doesn't need a catheter every day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that for sure, man. You don't know his story. Um, uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, so this movie does it does a really good job, though, like we were talking about, of going from this, this fake... Uh, like paranormal investigator show to being a real haunted house, right? Um, and it's effective, especially, especially, almost did it, <laughs> almost did it, especially when <laughs> the way that I watched it because I was I'm lying in bed, right? I'm sitting senior, I'm lying in bed completely alone. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching the screen. dick in hand. <laughs> no, no, that was before. Uh, I'm watching it though. But the thing is, I'm actually soaking up every bit of this, though. Like, I'm going I'm going through the motions of it being fake. I'm hearing something, but not really worrying about it. And then Did you have happened. headphones in? No, I didn't. See, I watched this it. was a good movie. I, I watched it with headphones cr- in. I had it cranked, though. I probably drove my roommate nuts. <laughs> <laughs> because there were a lot of very uh, soft parts in that, though. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to hear everything. But um, anyway, though, so I'm watching it. I'm watching it and 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 I'm 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 soaking in all of the the different phases that they go through, and by the time shit hits the fan, I'm invested. Like I'm totally there. I loved, like I said, watching Ghost Hunters. You know, back when it was, it seemed at least very real before right. they started faking everything. I believe that maybe some of that. I think they start off with integrity. Yeah. And then as those seasons go on, pressure. Well, it's and, the type and of it's the type of show where like you you know. You you might only experience this type of stuff in certain locations, sure. but if you want to keep first, if you want to keep the show going, you got to. You watched the first two seasons of Ghost Hunters with me because I, I had actually bought them. Yeah, and there was only what one out of every six episodes that actually showed something decent. All the other episodes was them proving things wrong. Yeah, they debunk stuff, which and is so cool. that makes you realize that when they actually do find something. It's probably a little bit more real than than and then and then later seasons where it's every single episode they're finding shit, you know. Um, and so knowing how those old shows used to work, I'm watching this going, this is one of those fucking locations. Like there's some crazy shit happening mm-hmm. here. You know, the first time that you see that wheelchair move, I'm like, oh, we're in. Yeah. All right, we're fucking in. And like, the let's fact do this. that he doesn't hear it drives me mad. So excited like, for dude, it. Though. Just squeaked loud, and you're in a completely. He was quiet in the other hallway. room. He walked into the other room. No, he was standing he? like right in front of it. 
I but thought, he no, his, I think he, he put the his, camera down. He had his light out. He put the camera down. The camera was aimed at it. And he walked, he was on the phone and he walked away. Oh, is that and what it was? And that's when the wheelchair moved. So he wouldn't have heard it. He didn't know it because you could still see his feet. He just walked, so. he walked closer to the camera. Yeah, you could see his Corrections feet. Corrections for next week. Uh, well, I'm right. But you could <laughs> see his feet the entire time. He was still in the same room. He should have heard it. But he was on the phone. He was a little distracted. Anyway, keep going. I'm saying from that point on, though, I was like totally, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. There's some shit going on here, and it's awesome. The one thing that I I didn't guess chair is so loud. The one thing that I did not care for though is a couple of their their ghosts. Um, I'm okay that they were humanoid. Yeah. The one with the very like, the wide the mouth big or whatever. Mouth, yeah. They they lingered on it like a second too long. I think. Yeah. It would have been better if it was quicker flashes. I think. Well, because you would immediately turn and run away. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna hold well, that I against did, it. I did I just you know. I did read things. the uh, the director wanted to make sure that because this came out in 2001, so it was right in the heart of like all the you know because when it, Blair Witch came out in 99. Yep. Wait, is this from 2001? No. No. Two, no, oh, no, no sorry, I'm sorry. No, this is yeah. 2011. Yeah. But um. It was he, still in the midst he wanted, of a lot of He those... wanted to separate it from other found footage movies where you, you just kind of get like the um like the essence of the ghosts and stuff like that. He wanted it to be right up in your face. But that's what makes those movies scary. I mean, are you gonna you say know? though that the parts in this movie where they actually came in contact with the ghosts weren't pretty creepy? They were. They were. I'm not saying that they weren't. However, when you get just those quick glimpses though, you walk away from the movie going, What the fuck was that? Yeah. I, I, what did we see? Like, rewind it. I want to see the thing again. And then you pause and you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like those are the, those are the moments in found footage movies I live for. Those are the best moments. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I, in the second movie, I haven't seen it, but I've seen some clips from it. That character that has the big gaping open mouth and whatever that ghost. Yeah. They linger on it for like minutes. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's. Well, he's, it's even on the cover of the. It's yeah. like the cover. And I've heard that the, the second movie is not great. Well, yeah. Um, the the Vicious Brothers did not direct it though, so they produced it, but they didn't direct it. I also want to say this: I I I was I avoided this movie for the longest time simply because of Two, the name three, of the directors. Why the Vicious Brothers? It just sounds so dumb. Like it sounds like something that the Asylum would put out. You, you know, really think anybody's going to watch something made by the Viscous Brothers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Terry. We'll watch it. Zombie Bukaki. <laughs> oh. 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 Whoa. They're just squirting bodily fluids. Is that... <laughs> Man. No, I don't know. That's I see a good idea, like the, the, James. the Vicious Brothers. Like it, it just it seems forced, you know? Yeah. And then what that tells me, though, is that these filmmakers are just really trying to be something they're not. Yeah. Like they want to be the next Wachowski brothers. Or they really want to be this or that. You know what I'm saying? Like They want to be the Wachowski brothers of horror. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and, it, and it strikes me as though I feel like this movie is going to be very forced. Yeah. And I, I avoided it because of that. Like I said, Even though I told you time and time again. I know. I know. Watch this movie. You like found footage. You like, well, they you also like directed, ghosts and insane people. They also directed a movie called Extraterrestrial. Um, that, I, that I enjoyed enough. It wasn't a fantastic movie, but I enjoyed it enough, you know. So so I'm, I'm okay with them now, but like for the longest time, I kind of avoided it based on their name only, mm-hmm. which which sucks because they actually put out a, a, a good movie in Grave Encounters. Yeah. You know? Um, 
I don't know, just be yourself. So say it was directed by such and such and such and such, you know? If they want to have a, a different... Colin, if they want to have Millie, a... Millie Han and Stuart Ortiz. If you want to, if they want to have a pseudonym, let them have a pseudonym. That's like me being the best tag team in WWE, and my name is the School Bus Drivers. Like, it's just dumb. Like, you hear a name, and you automatically think something, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, before we move on, I just want to say, like, uh, did you did you notice that uh, this had some similarities to the new Blair Witch movie? In what way? Oh, oh, actually, yes. So there I was exactly so time doesn't time seemingly doesn't spoilers. Spoilers. Oh yeah, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, time seeming seemingly doesn't pass. Uh-huh. It's just forever nighttime. Uh, the physical layout of the place changes. Changes. Yep. As they as they move along, there's the one point where the guy goes missing, Matt, and then they hear him screaming off in the distance somewhere, but they can't find, find him. him. Yep. Like it was. Do you think that they stole from? Grim well, Thomas? well, I guess that one is more from like the actual Blair Witch Project. Okay, that's fair. The Matt yelling in the distance. That was that's like fair. that was like. Um, they do find the one guy standing in a corner. Josh. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Blair Witch Encounter. The Blair Witch Encounter—that's what this was. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was, I, there was, there were a few more, but I didn't write them down. But yeah, it was, it was kind of strange. Yeah. I, I guess you know, like if you're if you're gonna make a movie like this, it's it's just bound to happen. To there are have there are some... certain tropes that you can't avoid. That's but these true, ones are but... seemed oddly specific. You know what I mean? Um, sort of in the this... same way that Exeter had Exorcist things. Ye- uh, do you think it was that in, in that way, or do you think... I don't know. It seemed even more specific. Well, the the weird thing is, like, it seemed, you know, they, they may have pulled some stuff from the original Blair Witch Project, but then they did some stuff that the new Blair Witch movie kind of seemed to pull. So, yeah. who's copying who? Well, Blair, well, the new Blair Witch movie would have copied them. Right. But... Anyway, um, do you so have anything I, else about... Well, I got, I got two more things. Uh, this was actually filmed in a psychiatric hospital. It's the second it's the second yeah. movie that we are talking about tonight that was actually filmed in a psychiatric hospital, sure which was. is pretty cool. The second thing is, you, you said at the beginning of talking about this movie that you took issue with the 76 hours of raw footage. What was that all about? Oh, there was there were certain parts when they were cutting. They claimed they did no editing and they just cut it down for time. However, there were certain parts of it where certain sound effects were carrying over from shot to shot that would that, that were that were not natural, you know, like what? just to set the mood. Um, there are certain <clears throat> parts with um, like raid, like they're talking on the radio, for example, and it would cut from one shot to another, but the static would hold over. You know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. Even if it was a different oh. shot, it would sound different. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I'm honestly. Well, it doesn't mean that they couldn't. Use, I mean, they could still edit it and use the audio from. But they claimed it one... was completely unedited. Yeah, that's just true. Just cut for time. That means they didn't touch anything that's other v- than. Yeah, that's very specific there was stuff. Some though, o- that you no, couldn't... there was there were some other things, and, and I sh- I should have written this down. And I didn't because I was so into the movie. Um, but I remember thinking though when I was watching, I said that that's that's edited. You know, uh, oh, oh, you know, no, there was actually parts where people were talking and it would cut from different camera angles and the audio from people talking would not cut. It would go from one angle of me looking at you to somebody else having a camera. And it would like, I understand that the camera's picking up the same audio, but even when they cut though, it was like mid word, the same audio. Does that make sense? Well, you could... It... If you're, if you're <laughs> editing something for, te- that just means that they didn't... 
we don't need to talk about this no. right now. We don't have to get into these specifics. Justin, you, you if, edit if had, audio, though. You, yeah. you, you get what I'm saying? If they had two cameras going and they cut to one other scene and there's a single boom mic holding over a top of everybody, that would still be picking up the same audio for both cameras. But they didn't have a boom. It was all from the cameras because right. they were all separate. They were recording separately. They just happened to be together and they used both footages. So what you would get is you would say, if you said, if you said hey, I'm going to go down this hallway and look for this, right? And you go, I'm going to go down this hallway, and then it cut to the other camera, and look for this. It would sound different because of a different camera. Uh, the, the, yeah. different, a different placement, different it, angle, different... But it so didn't, they were, though. They it was the, the same audio track. They were using the, the source audio from one camera over the footage of another camera, sure. is what you're saying. My point is, though, is that they said there was absolutely no right. editing. And yeah. clearly, there were some things that... Well, if you, you, if you, you little stickler, you. I hear that stuff, though, you know? like I just, <laughs> right. I just, I hear that stuff. Yeah. I call it what you will, but mm-hmm. it was a little bit distracting. Not not a whole lot, but I did notice it. Because you're looking for it. You're looking to pick it out. I did. That's the thing. I wasn't looking for it, and I still noticed it, which m- makes me wonder if maybe they could have hit it a little bit better. Um, it stood out to me. Before we but, before we go, what did you think of the ending? Um, it was lukewarm on it. Really? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. No, it, they did lift a scene di- like directly from the House on Haunted Hill remake. The which, part, which the, the part the... where he looks up and he sees the doctor and the nurses, and then he makes a noise, and they all look up at the same time. Yeah, that's like directly from the yeah. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I, I, I like the ending though. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. I, 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 I don't know. I would have, I would have rather seen. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I would have rather have seen. But... It doesn't matter. Let's talk about Asylum Blackout. God, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> This was my favorite movie of the entire bunch that we watched. Um, Asylum Blackout. I actually had never even heard about this until it, it was it was bef- like I I came across the trailer for it on YouTube about two weeks ago before we even started talking about doing uh, an insane asylum episode. I just randomly happened upon the trailer and I saw it. I was like, damn, that looks pretty cool. Um, came out in 2011. It's uh, about a group of cooks at an insane asylum for the criminally or, or an asylum for the criminally insane who get locked in with the inmates during a massive thunderstorm. So this is different from the rest of the movies. This is not like a haunted insane asylum. No, this, this is, is like straight up crazy. People. This is crazies. Yeah, it's a, it's an inhabited one. It's still going on. Right. And shit goes down yeah these dudes are all in a they're all in a band together is there four four of them There's who work there yep. that are all in a band together trying to you know grind it out doing this at at night it seems like they work nights kind of and then because no, they, they were working i guess they work throughout the afternoon yeah they work throughout the afternoon to prep for the next day and they yeah. go the next day um and so they're uh they come in one day and there's a horrible thunderstorm going on. The power gets knocked out. The inmates get out of their well. They're actually in the uh, the mess cafeteria hall. time. Yeah, the mess hall at the time. And then it kind of it gets gnarly from there. Yeah, the, the power goes out. All hell breaks loose. Yeah, and uh, Richard Brake was in this. Richard, I'm convinced that that. Every asylum movie needs Richard Brake as a locked up person. Yeah. Because he is he's, such a creepy motherfucker. He's perfect. <laughs> I think he's actually in that Death House movie that's coming yeah. out, right? Uh, I believe that he is. If he's you not, said, he, if he's you not, said he should death, be. And I thought you were referring to Doom Head oh. <laughs> in 31. 
again, creepy, criminally insane person of yeah, that man. movie too. Like he's just, he's got a face for it too. Like you look at his face and it's just like ugh. And it's that <laughs> smile too. He's got one of those smiles where it looks like when he smiles really big, it, that grin. It looks like he's got like a million teeth. It's just yeah. so freaky looking. And they're all, and, and and he's and he's got like not the most perfect teeth in the world, so yeah. it's a little bit creepy. Like ugh. Um, he's perfect for these kind of movies. <laughs> um. You know how you know how you were saying like when we did our musical episode and you were like uh, you were talking about how you have a problem a lot of times when people have accents heavy accents yeah and I said I've never really had a problem with that what I find more distracting is when people do bad American accents and I did a bad American I've every character in this movie you think so yeah I like I, the, I, I never even you didn't never, notice no, it no never even dawned on me like especially the um. George and the guy who looks like uh, uh, Giuseppe, what the hell's his name? The guy from Cabin Fever, the party party man. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. He looks just like him, right? I didn't see it. I don't know. Usually, I'm the one that thinks that people look like other people in movies, but I don't know. I was I was drawn to this movie from the get go. I liked it a lot. I really liked it. I just like like I said, I when people do bad American accents, I'm like, it's so distracting to me. <laughs> And, like, the entire band, every time they talk to each other, it's just... Because they're all, um, I think most... I'm surprised that this stuck out so much to you. Why? Just because I didn't notice a thing. Like, I didn't even notice any like any scenes that even made me, you know, think this way. It was it was especially the guy with the, uh, with the mustache, the one who looked like... I can't remember. Giuseppe Andrews, I think, is his name. Okay. Uh, like, every time he talked, I was like, man, that's a bad American accent. Huh. <laughs> um, but anyway... I digress. Uh, uh, so, so this movie, the okay. So, so we talked about how they're 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 in there. They're doing the dinner shift or whatever. Thunderstorm strikes. Power goes out. The security guard needs them to help him get these people back to their cells because all the power's out. Everyone's doing everything. It's crazy. Which, which is definitely not on their in their job description. Not at all. Like they're supposed to be behind the bulletproof there's, glass, they're safe from all the inmates. There's two pussies that stay behind out of the four. Guess what? <laughs> I'd have been one of them pussies. Yeah, I absolutely. would not have done I that. I would have been the guy locking myself in the in the in the food freezer, yeah, dude. Yeah. There's oh. no way. Uh that being said though, I, I think I would probably get the same fate that they did though, because those are the people Oh yeah, that's him. You're right. Doesn't it look just like yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm showing him a picture of Giuseppe yeah. Andrews from Cabin Fever when yeah, he's got the very mustache similar, very and everything. Similar. Anyway, go ahead. Um, anyway, yeah, the people that always stay behind though are the ones that die first. So I, we would die first off. <laughs> yeah. Justin probably probably go and beat some inmate ass. I'll kick some ass. Oh, yeah, Justin you would you would survive. Murdering people. Us two, <laughs> kick to the face. <laughs> Us two, we'd be dead. <laughs> I see, and and realistically, that's not true. I mean, if you go if you're going by the uh, horror movie tropes, absolutely that's true. I kind of like that this movie didn't really follow conventions though. Yeah, I know it happened again. I can't help it. Um, no, it didn't. This movie at all. didn't really because they were they were smart. Like the one guy locked himself in the freezer, even though he, you know you're gonna freeze to death. Well, eventually. It, it, it was it was did. more like, it was more like a it was more it was it wasn't a freezer, not like a deep freezer. It was, a it was like a, was a, cooler. a cooler, you know. Yeah. So it might have been like, like you know the ones the big latches. 40, well, then you're just gonna be cool. Like you're just gonna be cool, baby. 
But um, he, you know, he locks himself in and then he puts a, a metal table underneath the handle so that the handle can't twist. Yep. There's no way anybody could get in there. They they were all actually pretty smart in what they did. It just didn't matter. Like, they got overtaken by the sure numbers and right. bad luck and whatever yeah. whatever else it is. But as far, I mean, like, they found, they grabbed weapons. They kept the weapons the entire time. Sure, sure. Uh, they, like, when, when they were attacked by people, they didn't just hit the person over the head and then, like, turn their back on them the way most people do in horror movies. They would fucking smash their head into the ground until it was just mush. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure that the person was dead, you know? Yep, yep. Like, that, it was... Like I said, not really following typical horror movie conventions, which mm-hmm. gave you hope in a way. It kind of gave you hope. Like these guys know what they're, they know every what they're time, doing. They're gonna be okay. Every time this movie gave you hope, it just kind of sucked it away a little. Oh bit, yeah, just you pulled know? the rug like, out. Oh, they got back to the kitchen. Oh shit, nope. There's guys in the kitchen, mm-hmm. peeing in a pot and cooking soup. <laughs> that guy was creepy. <laughs> Uh, I think my favorite part of the movie, though, is is before all this shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. There's the two guys that that go to volunteer, the main guy, and then uh, is the is it the guy with the mustache? No. No, it was the uh, like the t- like the really tall guy with the beard. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they volunteer to go walk this line of inmates back to their their cells, and uh, they get out of the mess hall, and he's going to unlock the door that leads to the the hallway of cells and one of the inmates goes to him i wanted to use this as one of as the opener tonight but it didn't have a lot of punch to, excuse me a lot of punch to it mm-hmm. but he goes is this your first time on the other side mm-hmm. and he goes no it's your first time like <laughs> it's like that was really creepy it's like uh-huh. oh shit they know that you're vulnerable <laughs> right yeah like you know like and even the even the kid this might be minor spoilers, but even the kid at the very beginning that you, th- the entire movie, there's one kid when they're passing out dinner, there's one kid that comes from the line and I figured that he was going to be the one guy that was going to help them. Oh, uh, Pete. Yeah. His name Pete. Pete. Yeah. They're going to find Pete somewhere. He was one of the inmates. Yeah. But he was very nice. Like, oh, thank you very much. And, and, and the main guy knew him and they had the first name basis or yeah. whatever. And I, I kept thinking that they're going to find Pete somewhere towards the end of this movie and Pete's going to help them. Right. Because he's just going to be cowering somewhere being afraid of it because he doesn't know any better or, or what. Or he's going to be like well, the, just the unseen hero. Like he's going to sure. come out of nowhere and like, you know, help them out or something. Sure, sure, sure. Nope. <laughs> they found him. All right. And yeah. it led to one of one of the most um, nauseating is not the right word, but one of the most painful to watch scenes. It wasn't even terribly graphic. It was no, just, it was I, I the, think it was just the, the thought of what he was doing. The idea, I'll, I'll say it. The yeah, idea of somebody taking a potato peeler to your bare flesh is gnarly to me like that's insane especially the flesh on the back of your arm right here because if you well if you feel like the bone is so close to the skin yeah so you really wouldn't have to (laughs) press we're all like grabbing our hearts you really wouldn't have to press hard with a potato peeler to kind of be nicking the bone there you know so bad too like (laughs) oh god you're just getting you're peeled you're getting peeled Mm -hmm. oh fuck that guy <laughs> so uh before we start to wrap things up what, like what were some of your favorite parts of this movie uh, i i have two i yeah. have two one's a kill and then one's a scenario okay uh th- my favorite kill the movie though they they lie a guy down on a stove oh. and just light the burners oh jeez. and it, 
I work in a place that has a big range like that. Well, and they start like down. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He's starting his knees. Yeah. Oh, God. But he's unconscious at the time. He's unconscious at the time. And so he's not moving a whole lot until the very, very end. And by mm-hmm. that point, it's too late. And it's that's just the worst. Like, and they start, he's literally, his face is over the, the, the center of one of the burners. Did you kind of wonder, oh. though, like why he wasn't doing more to... I did. Get I out did, of the situation. But I was I was so transfixed on how horrible that would be. It really was terrible. I yeah, he's tied up or whatever and this and that. I feel as though I'd be fish out of watering it way more than that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh that being said, it was still a gnarly scene though. I right. I, I, I liked it. The other part was there's a part where they they go back to the kitchen after they've left mm-hmm. and they feel that this is their, their their it's like a security blanket. They can't get in the kitchen. Mhm. And then the inmates start trying to get in. And the whole time, they're banging stuff against it. It's, it's, they have this big, thick, bulletproof glass. They're not going to get through it. Mm-hmm. But then they start picking up these big metal racks and start battering ramming it into the glass. And I think they eventually do it with what? Like a, a table? Like one of the no, sections no, no. It, of the table? No, it's a big cart. Something? It's like a big metal like, oh, tray it? cart. Yeah. And uh, they hit it a bunch of times. And eventually, and the glass never breaks. But they're hitting it hard enough to where they're breaking breaks the frame. Like the, the frame. Yeah. And it's like, at that point you're like, oh shit! Like there's no safe place in this entire building. It, yeah. And it was a very, it was really unsettling because yeah, like well, this you... was their safe, this was their Eden, like this was their safe place, right. you know. And then suddenly the inmates just just broke in and everything's just free game at that point. Mm-hmm. And I love that point in the movie because like oh shit! Like there's no there there's no there's no safe rebel base like yeah. <laughs> you know like it's gone <laughs> i love that part of the movie too i like that a lot yeah for sure what about you um i i really liked there was a like the segment between because they they hold up in uh in an office for a little bit of time and uh some of the guys end up some of the patients end up getting in they take care of them mm-hmm. and then like the the three or four minutes following that it's just these it's just two of the guys two of the band members making their way back from that office to the uh mess hall and back to the kitchen and just like just laying waste every <laughs> to like every inmate they come across something happens like and they it, and one... it flips a switch and like all right fuck them like yeah up until that point they were still treating them like they were the, they were human beings that were just crazy right and then they saw a certain thing happen and was like, okay, fuck you all. Right. <laughs> so they're just like, they're just smashing these guys' heads in. Like they kick one dude in the knee and break his knee, mm-hmm. like break his leg backwards and stuff. Just gnarly stuff. And then that leads up to the scene that you were just talking about where they get back to the yep. kitchen. And you're like, oh, thank God they're safe. And then. <laughs> that scene, nope. the, the scene that you're talking about, though, it reminds me very much of going in like. If if it, if this was a game, you're going from like a stealth game to Dead Rising, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like you're trying to avoid everybody at first, and then the second half you're just running through, just, just annihilating anybody you can see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um which I, uh, oh, go ahead. No, say one, another thing that I loved about this movie was the ending. I'm not going to say anything about it because just watch it and go to Reddit and have a discussion because this is a very discussion type ending. Yeah, it's very open to but interpretation. But I love the fact that they morphed this into sort of an interpreted ending. Right. And I love that. And we're going to actually discuss it off. after the show. Yes, off. <laughs> and off. we don't want to spoil anything for you, so uh, just know going into it that you'll probably be thinking about it for a couple of days. 
Because I, I, I keep going back and forth between, you know, two or three different options as far as what the ending could truly mean. So I do, too. Um, I do, too. And it's probably also because I've read opinions from other people. Some of the ideas are really stupid. Some of them are pretty smart. Some of them are things that I might not have even thought about. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Asylum Blackout, 2011. I really liked it, and I definitely... Out of uh, any of oh, the that movies. One, that one, so that one's on Shudder. Yes, I realized yep. uh, last night as I was I was going to watch it, and also Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters is, is also on Shutter. Exeter is on Netflix. Netflix, and then for what was the other one? I don't know. It's uh, Session Nine. Session not, yeah, Session Nine is we, nowhere. You need we to, got that on some VOD. I think yeah, Hulu so, or something. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's pretty much it for the that's Insane it. Asylum episode, guys. Insane in the membrane. Insane. God no brain. So if you <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Horror Amino Ooh. at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitters at uh, <laughs> at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, you can also find us on Tumblr at the Buzzkill That one was bad. That was bad. That we we took a dump on that one. <laughs> Go find J Raj. <laughs> Follow on social media at Ocean Recording and check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your audio professional needs. Mm-mm-mm. You got any specials coming up? I got one in the works I'm about to pop. I know I said that like three weeks ago when you asked me to, but now I gotta. But now it's really about yeah. to pop, baby. So keep people keep like free stuff. That. So I might be offering something free coming up here. I like free stuff. Am I eligible? Just, uh, you're of course you're eligible. Oh, cool. Jay actually does have a special coming up. He's hidden an Easter egg, one in every state, and if you can find it in your state, you get free, a free Easter egg. Free recording for life. Free HJs. <laughs> oh, free that. free hot joints. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, that'll do it. It was a lot of fun. I just See want to point you. out what. I have seen Cypress Hill live. Yeah, you did. And they're incredible. And that song sounds just as good now as it did 20 years ago. <laughs> just you, putting that out there. I kind of saw them live because you um, you FaceTimed I me. Did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, cheers, you big old dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Vito. Yeah.